across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ash. Good evening, dear listener. It's Ian Lee. Want to give us a call? Then you're welcome to 0344 499 1000. Anyone can call in tonight. We had new and newish callers yesterday. Tonight, anybody can call in. Um, we'll have a look through the papers. We'll have a chat. We'll see what we can find. It's going to be a laid-back Thursday evening. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Um, a thousand more listens on his SoundCloud p- uh, page since yesterday. Well done, Johannes. Well done. Um, good evening, dear listener. This is Ian, uh, Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Um, a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show, in that we're not going to sit here and talk about Brexit. We're not going to talk about Trump. We're not going to talk about white papers or any of that stuff. Um, but you can call him with absolutely anything that you want to call in with. 03444991000 is the telephone number. I should warn you, I feel absolutely terrible this evening. These um these new pills, man alive, it's psychedelic. I don't want to, um, you know, bang on about it too much, but indulge me for two minutes. I'm on these new antidepressants. I'm off the citalopram and on the uh, venlafluxine or something. I can never quite remember what it's called. And um, I've been on those for about 10 days and start off at a nice little 75 milligrams. And then after a week, up the dosage to 150. Flipping heck, I'm off my, um, uh, well, I'm going to say it, I'm off my tits. To be completely blunt. Honestly, I am um, as high as a kite, but not the good high as a kite. The high as a kite when your eyes are like bulging out of your head and you can't focus on a thought and your head is like bubbly. Now, to most of you, that will thankfully mean nothing. To some of you, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that will mean something. Uh, and it's um, it's like that. And I'm feeling absolutely rotten. I've got this um, sweating like a pig. Feel nauseous. Uh, my eyes uh, are all over the shop. They're, all, you know, as my friend Scott would say, one is um, going to the shops, the other one's coming back with the change. Um, so, with that in mind, and we were all hoping that we could sneak off half an hour early tonight because we were going to interview Dave Mason from Traffic and, um, you know, legendary guitarist and singer-songwriter. Um, and we were kind of thinking, all oh, good, because we'll record a half-hour chat with him, and then we'll play that half-twelve, and what that means is, a little bit naughty, but because I'm not feeling too good, um, I can bunk off, here comes a cup of tea, thank you, Edward. Is the fan, is the fan on? It, it, may, it, it Can you put your hand up, can you feel cool air coming out of that gap? It feels cold. Okay, it's that, not flowing. that is not flowing. It's not, it's flowing a little bit. Can we make it flow... I don't know, a lot. That would be awesome. Don't matter if we can't. Um, but so we were hoping to speak to Dave Mason. And so at half past seven, we went downstairs to the studio to record an interview with Dave Mason. And um, at ten to eight, we still hadn't spoken to Dave Mason. Now, he'd, he'd gone off and played golf. or so. I don't know what he'd done. I I'm do- and I'm not angry with Dave in the slightest. It's one of those things. Someone somewhere had miscommunicated or he'd forgotten or, or whatever. So hopefully we'll have him back next week. But what that means is I've got to do a full three hours. And I might, I might throw up at any moment. 
set your tape recorders to record, guys, because tonight could be the night I do a Charlie Wolf. Is it true? We played the um, the clip a couple of weeks ago of Charlie Wolf collapsing on air. It's a brilliant clip. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant clip. I love um, um, when radio goes wrong. Um, and if you're in Nottingham and Birmingham, you'll be able to see my show, Ian Lee versus Radio, in April and June um, at the Glee Clubs. Um, I love it when radio goes wrong. But is it true, Keith, I'll come to you in a minute. Is it true there is a clip of Charlie Wolf? It's really hard to follow a single thought, guys, so it's going to be a little bit more stream of consciousness than usual. Is it true there is a clip of Charlie Wolf doing the radio when a TV falls on his head? Is that true? Does that exist? Someone, I've had a few people mention it to me. Um, and I, well, it rings a bell, but I'm wondering if the only reason it rings a bell is because so many people have told me about it. It's like, you know, we all remember things as kids, but probably we don't remember them. We've just seen the photos enough and have had the stories told to us enough that we think we remember them. So if anybody... And, and and I know you. I know my audience. I know you guys. You guys is geeks. You guys are radio anoraks. Um, as am I. It's not a, not an insult. Not a dig in the slightest. Um. But uh, see, they just for a second there, it just went. I was for a, sec- for a second. I was onto another thing. I was about to talk about a film. Um. But so you guys will know if that clip um exists or not. I love it. I love. I love bits of radio when it goes hideously wrong and what i'm saying is tonight could be one of those bits of radio oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number yes keith oh yeah how's it going it's going terribly keith (laughs) the reason i phoned straight away was because my sister recommended some uh what i call is drugs yes uh prescription drugs yes to me, and they're called amitriptyline, I think. Oh, yes. And, um, oh, my God, they made me feel like I was completely spaced out. When she, um, you say she re- recommended them, a doctor would have to <laughs> recommend them, wouldn't they? Well, well, it's what she, we obviously both suffer from the same anxiety uh, uh, and... Um, That's an antipsychotic, problems. isn't it? Well... I don't know what it is, but we both suffer yeah, from the same uh, sleepless panic attacks yeah. um, things. Yeah. She said, try these. They'll, they'll uh, sort you out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I couldn't even drive on them. Well, could you the go- doctor gave me these. Well, hang on. Did the doctor give them to you, or did she give you hers? No, no. The doctor, okay. I went to the doctor. Good. She said, um, ask for these. So I said, wow. can I have these? She said, that's an old sort of medication. I said, it works for my sister. He said, okay, we'll give him a go. You're allowed to go work. in and... You're, hang on a second. You're allowed to go to your doctor and make requests? This uh, this, well, this doctor so. works, like, in an office, not in an alleyway or no, a car no, park. No, no, a proper doctor. Wow. And um, it, he said, uh, he'd give me them, and I was proper spaced out. The next day, I had a really important meeting due to work in London. And I was trying to drive with a, cl- uh, like a client... And I couldn't even talk. I was like, yeah. what, what, I've been out all night? Or how, um, Venlafaxine is the one I'm on. How long, um, uh, uh, and, uh, and I, 150 I is a big them, dose. 
How long did you take yours days. for? Two days? I took for two days. I couldn't Well, do this it, is yeah. the thing. And by the way, guys, we're talking openly and freely about mental health and medication. Always speak <laughs> to your GP. Don't don't follow any of no, the, you no, know, no, don't no, listen to sister, us. My sister did tell me to go to GP. Yeah, and don't listen to Keith's sister. I, <laughs> I've got to say, always, always speak to your, your GP about this stuff. Don't follow any of the things that we're suggesting or doing. Yeah. Um, but um, it does take about three weeks for these um, these antipsychotics and these anti-anxiety and these anti-depression tablets. It takes about three every, weeks for it to kind of normalise. Every time they give me so much heartburn yeah. that oh, I end, yeah, up, the, yeah, the I end up literally giving up for heartburn. Yeah, the re- and then they give me the heartburn tablets and I still get heartburn. Yeah. I, think I can't cope after a few days. It, like, I start stabilising, I think, and I think... I can't cope with the heartburn. I can't eat nothing. I, can't. I was in bed because I've got I've got these the the venlafaxine. I'm supposed to take in the morning, and then I'm supposed to take the metazapine at night, and that'll knock me out for ten hours. But I couldn't take it last night, and I can't take it tonight because I have to get up really early with the kids. So I'll, I'll get about four hours sleep, and if I take a metazapine, I'll, I'll be out of it all day, and I won't be able to take the kids to school. So I was in bed last night. Um grinding my teeth it was like the 90s i was yeah. grinding my teeth and thinking i must gurning. Yeah, yeah, the gurning i said yeah, gurning. the gurning is the gurning has died down a bit but i was on the tube the other day and i realized i was pulling that face and i thought oh, people are gonna look at me but i didn't care because it felt so nice yeah. it felt so nice that's a scary part how, what are you up to so how are you de- dealing with your issues now then keith what are you doing now uh, uh, well, I didn't. Uh, uh, this was my company. Uh, the, the, my company work things won't go so well because I own a little company. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm trying to manage it without no uh, drugs, but I find it very hard. Like today was hard. Yeah. But then tomorrow might be better. And I think I'm really awful to my wife, to be honest with you. Yeah. She's a saint because she puts up with me. Cause what, what do you I, do I, that's I'm, so awful? I'm just. A bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. God, no, that's, that's all right. We can um, say that after ten o'clock. Um, it's all right. Just, just, just grumpy, and she she says really lovely things. The other day, she sent me. I had a board meeting. She sent me a lovely text. Went while I was asleep, so I got it in the morning. Mm. Um, so, but then I just get home, and everything's too much. I just can't. Do you know what I mean? Compute it all, and there's too much going on. It's nuts. Morning. I was with I had the, the boys there. I've not seen them all week, and. Um, I was just snappy with them. Only I, I didn't have them yeah. for long. I took them to school, then I went back to bed, and then I picked them up from school and had them for an hour before I took them to their grandmother's. And I was just snappy with them, and you could see them yeah. kind of shrinking a bit. And and I, I knew it was because I, I wasn't well, but that's not the person I want to be. I don't want to be snapping at my kids for no, no, no reason. Exactly. No, no, no. Not I'm shouting at them, but I was just I was just very short with them. Yeah, snappy sauce crocodile, I call it. Yeah. And one I tried to. Um, what I do is compensate other ways. If I'm snappy, and then I'll try to, I think oh, I'll go and buy my bike or something. You go and buy the gifts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I just go buy a scooter on the way home. Yeah. Little new brand new scooters. I, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I've been buying them video games and stuff. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and of course it's not. It, it it doesn't make it's not a reparation, is it? It doesn't really no. make up for it. But but then you know we're not we're not well and stuff. So things that make me happy though are when I when I'm when I'm worried about money and stuff, I just spend money on the kids because I think well mm. I've got a few quid in the bank at the moment. I might as well spend it because when it all goes wrong, I ain't gonna have it. I think I'll be able to spend it. <laughs> Isn't that funny as well that that's your mindset when it all goes wrong? Yeah, that's always constant. Yeah, three o'clock in the morning. 
is this ain't going to keep going, this can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I, well I have the, Keith, you and me, isn't it funny how similar it is, because I've got, I have the same stuff, I have exactly yeah. the same stuff going, well, talk are going to, the next figures are going to come in and they're going to be rubbish and, and, and we've been yeah. taken over so they're going to boot me out and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, it's, but it's been all, it's always been all right, hasn't it, money-wise? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even want to do it. I could go and, yeah. I could go and work for someone and live okay, but yeah. I've not worked for someone for a few years. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a, a lower pay scale of company directors, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. But then I think it's going to end, it's going to end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know exactly what you mean, man, I know exactly what you mean. Hang in there, brother. Anyways. Uh, nice, nice to talk to you, Keith, thank you for that, mate. It's been lovely, and uh, thanks for your time. No yeah. worries, man, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, 0344, oh, nice man, 0344, 499-1000. Isn't it funny, the similar threads that all kind of link together uh, in this kind of thing. We'll see how tonight's show goes, okay? James has warned me that it was quiet on the phone for his show and that it was quiet on the phone for George's show before that. Typical, just what we need. On a night when um, me stringing three sentences together is uh, is is more of an effort than usual... Um, the phones are going to be quiet. Uh, we'll see where we go. It it might be fun. Pablo, I'll come to you in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, a lot, Pablo, in the papers today about Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. I've never trusted Barry Gibb. He's got those shifty eyes and that. Uh, he's he's got what got eyes? What eyes? Shifty. 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 It sounded like shit. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't... Never trusted him. Um, he, he's a very, very old man now, so I wonder why he's still going for the lion look. Uh, maybe he's just proud? Pride? No, he's done it. one of those, um... 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 Interviews. Piers Morgan life stories. Um, he's done. He's done one of those, and um, it's in all the papers. Death scares me, so I intend to keep staying alive. <laughs> but the best, um, the best one, and it, it's not mentioned in all of the papers. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I wrote it down. Um, here we go. It's in the mail. The mail have got the best thing because because the, there's loads of double page spreads about it, right? And I don't quite know why because I don't get I don't get the Bee Gees. They they had a couple of good songs in the sixties, but that was it, right? But listen to this. Barry Gibb refused. This is the, the the mail is the only one that's got this. Barry Gibb refused to discuss how he met his wife of forty six years in a TV interview because they were introduced. By Jimmy Savile. The, da, da, da. the BG singer 70 was left red faced after he was asked the story behind his relationship with former beauty queen Linda Gray. Appearing on Pierce Morgan's Life Stories, Gibb had an awkward exchange as he recalled how he first met his 17 year old future bride at a recording of Top of the Pops in 1967. There is a whole slew of stories behind all that. Some of them cannot be told, he said. Push for details, he added. No, no, because even the name would send a shudder through you. No, wouldn't you, Muppet? Jimmy Savile. No, shudder. Ooh. 
I've got a lovely girl for you here, Barry. Yeah, I mean, now then, now then, now then, now then, I've got the beaches and beaches. I have got some lovely young ladies that, that uh, you might like to uh, peruse. Uh, I, went, I went off the beaches when they stormed off of um, Clive Anderson. Do you remember that? That was quite uh, quite the quite the turn. It really was, and I, I I lost respect for Barry and respect for Robin, but I got respect for Morris because Morris stayed. You remember, Morris stayed and said, "Look, I'd I'd really like to stick around and talk to you, but when they go, I have to go." And well, it, we did the whole kind of like uh, shrug with the hands up type of thing, didn't he? Yeah. Like, I've just got to go with the, the Brothers Gib. I've got to go with the Brothers Gib. Um, and uh, and I just, I, 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 that was the moment I thought, you humorless, not particularly talented. Let's do, I think we'll do, let's do the, um, the Bee Gees five top songs. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Right. Got one. Go on. Um, I started the joke. I started a joke. Yeah, okay. Um, I would say, I just got to get a message to you. Yeah, that's fair. Go on, your turn. Uh, well, you've got to go with, um, with Night Fever, or is it Saturday Night Fever? Night Fever, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I'll give you, I, I, I'll give you that, although I disagree. Just a foot tapper, you know. All right, I'm going to go with one of their more recent ones. You win again, so little time, we do nothing but compete. Yeah, yeah. That was good. And the video, um, that wasn't the video for that set in space. No, it was a later one that was set in like a rotating cube. Anyway, go on. You got one. We can have one more. Um, oh, so I'm getting confused with chipmunk songs, to be honest. I tell, um, I tell you, I tell you, yeah, I tell you one you're trying to think of. The one about the, um, the, the coal mine collapsing. Oh, that, that one. Tra- have project you, have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? <laughs> well, do you know what it's like on the outside? Don't go talking too loud, your cars are loud. You're the one doing the talking, Barry. You're not just talking, you're singing in the falsetto. You're going to cause a bloody landslide. Oh, that's it, that's it. It'll be a cave-in all over again. Yeah. You're gonna, you get secondary tremors. Okay, there we go. We've got five good BG songs. I started a joke. I just got to get a message to you. Night Fever, you win again in the mining song. Can we now find, and this is open to everybody listening this evening, can we now find any song, and it's got to be a top ten hit, bleaker than a song about a coal mining da- disaster released about the same time as um, that d- disaster in Wales. It wasn't about Abergavenny. It wasn't about... What was it? Abavan. Abavan. It wasn't well, about... It wasn't about Abavan, but they... it was it was released around about the same time. Well, is it? They've been playing rats. That was quite the, the tragedy it was based on. The um, Tell Me Why I Don't Like Mondays, the whole... No, that, oh, that was based on... Um, well, that was based on a shooting in a school. I would, I would still say... A song about a coal mining cave in is bleaker. They're both bleak, but I would say. Let's uh, fickle finger of fate. Just, type of thing, isn't it? Just write down bleak songs. All right. So I don't. Well, I've, got, I've got an alternative uh, phone in. That was one of the ones I was calling in about. Is uh, when pensioners attack. Yeah. Because I've recently been the, the victim of a, a vehicular assault. Go by, on. Uh, what happened? Pensioner, we were stationary about to turn left in a T junction. Yes. Um, this pensioner comes, takes quite a wide turn, 
stops very close to our car and then assesses the situation, realises that she should continue on, which she shouldn't have done in any way, shape or form, oh. and completely scratched the back of our car. Aye, uh, aye, and she may or may not have tried to do a runner, aye. but I was um, shrieked out of the car by the missus and I chased after. Um, although a bearded, bold man of about six foot chasing after a pensioner, I'm, I'm surprised she did stop, but she stopped. and yeah. I was I was all very calm and considerate and you know, made sure she was all right and all that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, there we go. The there we go. I'm going to say this. I'm not a particularly good driver. I've had a few crashes, right? I hereby vow I will never have another car crash as long as I live. You better watch out for those pillars in the car parks. Nope, I've, 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 that's it. I've, uh, hey, I parked, there's a sign downstairs that says, not parking. Not parking. Um... And every night, because the car park here is tiny, you can get about six cars in, but when they've, they've fenced off a bit and it says not parking, that means you can only get five in. Well, do you know what I did tonight? I moved the barriers out of the way, Pablo. I moved it out of the way and I reversed my car in it. I thought, not parking, like a, not park on that. You're like a maverick. You're like yeah. sort of uh, Judge Dredd yeah, of your own abolition. Yeah, kind of. It's And it is like um, 20,000 AD. Yeah, very, very similar vibe going on there. Mega City 1, here we come. Or Brit City 1, I believe. Brit City. Or... You, you've lost me now, Pablo, but thank you very much indeed. Oh, 0344-499-1000. I just don't trust Barry Gibb or any of the Bee Gees, really. There's a brilliant, I say brilliant, I mean awful. My friend bought it for me. It, it, it's like the 80s equivalent of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. But it's Barry Gibb. And I think it's just Barry Gibb. It's not It's not the, the, the Bee Gees, no, because the, the Bee Gees um, the, the, the film is called Cucumber Castle or the Sgt. Pepper movie. Ever seen that? <laughs> there's, a, there's a Barry Gibb film, like a music film, where he's in a car crash... Has anyone else ever seen this, or is it just me? He's in a car crash, and then he wakes up in a swimming pool, and the swimming pool is obviously limbo, and um, Michael, Sir Michael Horden, the, vo- the Paddington Bear Man, is sort of like God, and it is the most pretentious, yet absolutely stunningly awful... Um, video thing anyone ever seen that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand will jessica stay there come to you after this late night ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking evening will evening ian how, how are you doing william i'm good man how are you oh not brilliant man but you know look i've got i've got two arms i've got two legs um <laughs> and that's about as good as it gets I'm interested to know how, uh, is there an update on the scam situation? Oh, well, the update we got um, uh, for the phone scammer was that one of you, dear listeners, I don't, I don't know the name of the person, but, but they contacted the company that owned that phone number, and the okay. company deactivated the phone number. We then asked them, would they report the details of that phone number and the, who owned it to the police? They replied vaguely... We do sometimes. Oh, interesting. So the Not phone number's uh... the phone number's deactivated. I bet the phone company hasn't reported them to the police and they've probably set up another one somewhere. Great work, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Good work, good yes. work. Well, well, me, I'm just with my friend Tom at the minute in Manchester, oh. and we just wanted to ring up to basically inquire. We wanted to know how many other early 20s, uh, young-ish listeners there are, and how many, are, are we a lone community, or is there... Do you we, think it's mainly old farts that are listening to well, this rubbish? Well, generally based on the calls that you receive, it seems to be oh. at least the... 35-plus region. And that's not... That's no, that's no wow. criticism. That's just a... Wow, that will... <laughs> That one day, one day when you're you're forty three, you'll look back on thirty five as um, being a, a wonderful, <laughs> carefree, youthful <laughs> time. Um, <laughs> no, there's absolutely no criticism uh, involved. I'm just purely. Well, all right. Well, we can put that out there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How many under thirties have we got? Why do Why do you listen to this then, Will? Because well, it is, you know, perceived as being like an old person's kind of thing. Phone in radio. It's not. It shouldn't be. Um, but why no, do you listen then? Well, well, me and me and Tom are both radio students, and I enjoy, I enjoy listening to this. I think it's a bit different, especially with your your rhetoric of not entertaining the uh, typical mm. subject matters, whether it be Brexit or Trump. What, what Muslims! And I think I think that's it's just something a bit different to indulge in. I think that's why we listen. Is to Tom it. real? Tom is here. Yeah, no, I uh, sorry, I, I get I get a bit nervous, so I don't say too much. Well, what? Do you, hang on a minute. Now, Tom, you've got the best voice of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You got he's got a proper voice. Um, what? What? So you're you're studying radio. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on my third year of the TV and radio course. What do you, what so, do you uh, want to do? Uh, well, I'm, I'm quite good at video editing, so I'm following that. But, yeah, but uh, hang on, uh, video editing is not a massive part of radio. Uh, well, no, that's me, that's me, yeah, that's, no, that's the Will part uh, of yeah, Will likes radio. I don't mind radio, but, uh, yes. I, like, I got, I got better marks in video editing than that, so, you know, that seems to be the way for now. Um, well, so, what do you, so, Will, what do you want to do? I'm interested in, like, studio managing, like, similar to what Ed does, I suppose. And, no, and he do doesn't really, like I mean, all he does on this show is make the tea and fanny about <laughs> with the air conditioning. That's it. Uh, Can we, you make tea and do air con? We see him behind the glass on the faders, on the levels. He's controlling this on, on the bits. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to believe, Will, then, um... <laughs> Then uh, I wish you the very best of luck. Well, you know, I hope it works out for you, man. We'll find out if there's any young people listening. All right, thank you, Ian. Nice one, man. Thank you, man. Cheers. Cheers, bye-bye. Jessica's not young, are you, Jessica? E when I were a lad. E when I were a lad. He had a proper voice, that Tom, didn't he? He did. He had a great voice for radio. Um, And the bit I liked the best was when he said, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind radio, I don't mind, it's not my radio, it's all right, sorry. <laughs> he sounded, Tom sounded like, is it John Walters? No, yeah. well, do you know who I thought of? I thought of Stuart McConey. Okay, hey, here's a funny thing, Jessica. Um... I was there's, there's on Radio Four. There's a there's a quiz. I think it's called the Round Britain Quiz, right? And it's a really tough quiz. Really, really, really tough quiz. It's on like two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon or something, yeah. and it's really tough. And they have teams from regions around the country. I don't know if it's north and south or if it's like cities and things. I don't know. But anyway, let's say, let's assume it was north and south. And so they said, right, coming up, we've got for the team from the south. We've got um, Steve Smith. And, um, Sandra Wilson. Hello, Steve. Hello, Sandra. Great to have you here. And now the team from the North, it's Amanda Jackson and Stuart McConey. 
And I'm thinking, well, that's a coincidence. But then it was actually Stuart McConey on there. (laughs) And it wasn't... I meant to make... This is about three weeks ago. I meant to mention this ages ago. And it wasn't like a celebrity special. He was on there as an actual punter. And a part of me thought that was... um, Well, that was cheating a little bit. Well, I mean... I, I, I don't know. I mean, you you did. Um, I know you did celebrity come down. Celebrity, yeah, celeb. I did the celebrity programs. I wouldn't even uh, saying that. Um, who's the uh, Bill? Do, do you no. know? Oh. Bill um, uh, Bailey. Bill no. Bill Buckley. Mm. Bill Buckley, who Bill used to Buckley. present on LBC. Yeah, he was that black guy that presented there for years, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Used to, I can't remember how, but we used to joke that Bill <laughs> Buckley was black. Well, well remembered. Fair there play. There was a song about him as well at one Bill, point. Bill, do you called. know how much you mean to me? <laughs> um, he was on Calm Dine with me, but he was on the, yeah. the civilian one. That's what I was going to say. He was on the regular, like, the, just the normal kind yeah, of Yeah, like punters. One. But I, so I, I don't know. It feels to me unfair that Stuart McConey, mm. who broadcasts every day, um, mm. uh, was allowed to go on a civilian quiz a because he'd feel more comfortable and b because he was doing a civilian out of a gig i know what you say um i don't think it's that tom's fault though that guy that other guy and um, i thought they were kind of keen weren't they it was sweet um i think it's good they're listening to you because um you know you're doing a kind of kind of unique radio aren't you and i'm sure they'll be nicking ideas from you like unique yes. ideas from other people what um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure they were, they didn't sound that keen, if I'm completely honest. No, they didn't really. I thought they sounded they really not that, that bothered. Yeah. Um, do you know what I was calling you about? I've actually got a proper purpose for it. Hey, nice one. This is the first in about 15 years, Jessica. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, do you know, do you remember, I don't know, you won't remember, but last time, a couple of times ago when we, when we spoke, um, I said that I'd stop listening to Nick Abbott, because I found him a bit boring. Then I heard you on Nick Abbott the other night. Did you? Do you know what? Thank That's you. what I thought. Thank um, you. I gave him a call because um, it, it just happened to sort of... I Hello, Je- Jessica. He calls you Jessica. Yeah, he does. Jessica. I don't even know why. I just let him, really. Yeah, you should destroy him for that. Yes, no, I... I listen, I, I cover all the radio frequencies. No, I often what? have three or four radios going on at one time so I can hear everything. Nothing yeah. gets past me, Jessica. Well, no, I did, I, I wanted to call Nick and it was fine and we talked about Trump and he accepted that he's obsessed and yep. that it's just, you know, uh, but it was fine. But after the thought, oh, well, I will call Ian Lee and tell him that, um, I called. You don't, li- listen, you don't have to let me know that you're seeing other radio <laughs> presenters, honestly, it's fine. <laughs> I don't need to let you know, but you know what, that's not what I was actually going to say. Oh. Wasn't about the, it wasn't about Nick Abbott, no, oh. that was... That was just warming up. Oh. Um, after I called Nick Abbott, um, for some reason, I was think- listening to Nick Ferrari on uh, on Monday morning. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? I'll call Nick Ferrari, because oh. that would be even better to say that I've been able to call Nick Ferrari, who I never listened to. I've got no interest in him. You know, I think he's very good at what he does, but it's not my thing. Did you tweet me this the other day? I might have done. Do you know how to construct a written sentence in English? Do you know what? I'm really bad at tweeting, and um, it's mostly... I kind of mostly tweet stuff and delete it. Because I, t- I had a tweet from someone telling me they'd phone Nick, then they'd phone um, the other Nick. Yes, that but it didn't make any sense. I couldn't... Wait. I didn't know who it was from. It didn't... It wasn't grammatically correct. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell it was about. I thought it was... I, I genuinely thought... It, um, how can I phrase this um, politely? Um, okay, I... Here's the polite version. Um, I thought it was from a simpleton. Well, do you know what? That's probably why I deleted it. What I was trying to say to you was, oh, I'm going to call you up and tell you that I've spoken to Nick Abbott, but 
before I've had a chance to do that, I've bettered it, and I've gone, like, straight for Nick Ferrari. Well, yes, uh, you say bettered it. Uh, you should try phoning out Paul Ross, who does the breakfast show here. No, I couldn't do that. I, I don't oh. know. I don't mind Paul Ross, though. He seems very nice. Paul Ross is, it has to be said, right, and I don't get to catch a lot of his shows, because I'm normally asleep, but I, no. I caught a bit of it today. Um, Paul Ross... It turns out, I don't know him particularly well, I've only met him three or four times. Yeah. Is an absolute gentleman. And I'm yeah. not going to go into detail, but he knows that I've been having a little bit of trouble recently. Yeah. And he has sent me some private messages and offered me um, a, a great deal of support that was um, was not asked for, was unnecessary for him to offer, but was warmly received and, and, and put a smile on my face a couple of times. So I've got all the time in the world for Mr Paul Ross now. I think uh, he's, he, I mean, I've, I've heard the, the show maybe a couple of times. He comes across as a really nice bloke. He, I think probably he's shown you quite a lot of empathy and, and you know, um, it's, it's very nice of him. Terrible but, taste in clothes. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. Awful taste in clothes. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose that he lives in the shadow of Jonathan, doesn't he? Yeah. Jonathan is supremely talented. But I saw Paul Ross on um, one of the Celebrity University Challenges and he just blew people out of the world. Oh, because well, he, he, he was a TV producer before he was... He, he produced The Word. I know. No, the but what word. I'm saying is that he went on University Challenge yeah. and even Jeremy Paxman was like, OK, fair enough. He, That's a really good answer. He's a bright, he's a bright yeah. lad and he's a gentleman, but he yeah. can't dress for toffee. Thank you, Jessica. Bye. Bye-bye. 344 Who have we got? We've got John, then we've got Adam, and then it could be you, dear listener. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 344 Um... John! Ah, is that the Barry Gibbs special? <laughs> I've got this, this, the, the spread in the sun, it's in loads of the papers. Um, but it's, I mean, it's got all these, like, little highlighted bits. I just Ooh. want to be remembered as one of the Bee Gees. My wife and I had a cuddle in Doctor Who's TARDIS. I never saw Michael Jackson acting badly with my kids. <laughs> so, in that case, Jackson couldn't have, couldn't have been a paedophile. It's amazing. Um, I saw a bit of um, Barry Gibb online when I was reading around the papers today. Obviously, I didn't realise he, he was everywhere. But um, I do agree with what you said um, about Barry, actually. Um, but I saw him on... Um, he did an online thing a couple of months ago where he played a couple of tracks yes. and did a live interview. Because oh. um, he, I think he's just produced a CD or something. Yeah. And um, I came away thinking, this, he seems like a bit of a changed man. Oh. He, you're not going to believe this. Mm. He seemed quite humble, Ian. What? W-T-F? Humble. Humble and, Gib? Know, yeah, ex- well, exactly. And um, he seemed, and he also, he seemed to have a bit of a sense of humour. I'm not, I didn't dream this, I don't think. But, um... Uh, it was interesting, certainly interesting to see. And um, also, I wanted to say that I'm not the biggest BG fan, um, but I've got. Um, remember in the old days when we used to buy CDs? Yes. And this one, I could only. I had to. Can you believe it? I actually, actually had to get it as an import, mm. and it's called BG's First. And I don't know if you know. Oh, the, it's not that awful one that they recorded when they were kids, is it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. This is one, it's got a psychedelic cover on it. 
Oh, is it the one that's got, um, hang on, let me play you a, a genuinely brilliant, um, BG song. Hang on, BG's, um, oh, what's the one where, where, where he goes? Oh, Stuart, Craig Finton Kirk. No, the one where he goes, oh. huh. Do you know that one? Oh, that's huh. not the one I was going to mention a couple on this. Oh, go um, what are you going to mention? I was going to mention, um, Craig's, um, Finton Kirk. Right. It's a short, it's a bit like, I mean, it's kind of thing McCartney could have knocked off for the White Album, but with that sort of, that, but with a strange Bee Gees air to it, uh, that's, that's um, definitely worth listening Hang to. Hang on, this is it. Listen to this. This is a bit, it goes, ha! Oh, listen to this. This is great. This is great. Proper psychedelic, 1968, Bee Gees on LSD. Oh. This is the Bee Gees. So- that's a song, John. I've never heard that before. Oh, that's a great song. That is that early, BG. Nineteen sixty-eight. It's called Idea. I'm going to tweet the the link to the video because the video is pretty psychedelic as well. The one I like on um, this um, CD is called. There's one called Turn of the Century. I mean, it's it's one of these ones. It's so bad that it's good. I mean, the, the, I can't I can't cannot quote the lyrics to you, but they're rather amusing um, when you listen to them because they just describe what happens at the turn of the century. Oh, they did um, a, they did an album. Famously, did an album that was going to be their everybody after Sergeant Pepper. Everybody wanted to do their Sergeant Pepper, and yeah. the BG Sergeant Pepper. Apart from the soundtrack to the movie, the Sergeant Pepper movie, which was mm. awful, they did an album called Od. Dessa, and uh, it, I, I think it sold something like eight copies because uh, yeah. it was too. It was just too pretentious and too weighed down by their own portent. I don't want to be too esoteric about this, uh, my friend. But the thing is, it's got, they had some wonderful orchestrations in the sixties yes. uh, music. You know, probably written by people who knew how to write for orchestra. Yeah, yeah. And this um, this um, CDs um, uh, full of them. BG's first. Let's have a little look. BG's first. Hang on a second. Let's, let me see. Uh, it's the third studio album by the BG's, 1967. Oh, that might be. Um, yeah, that might be all right. Because what, what a groovy cover, man. Yeah, that's what I was say, man. That's, that is some cover. Um, oh, it's got the new. It's got the mining song on. It's got the mining song. And to love somebody. To love somebody. I, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's an example of, of a nicely orchestrated track. To love somebody. I think, I don't know. You see, maybe it's difficult for me because, without giving too much away, nice. I was alive at that time this stuff came out. Oh. I was very, very, very what? young, you understand. Gosh, what happened to your voice then? That got, um... Emotional? 
it got emotional. How how young were you? Were you very young? Hmm? Not a child. Yeah. Okay. So not old enough <laughs> to <laughs> indulge in the sixties. No, I definitely wasn't indulging. I don't don't think anybody indulged in... And by indulge, I mean drugs and sex. (laughs) I think there were probably about 75 people in the whole of Britain in 1967 that were taking drugs and having promiscuous sex. I I, I think it's been exaggerated massively. Well, I mean, the thing is, um, I I, I was... When the... When the the 60s ended, I would have been 15 or 16. Okay. And the thing is, so I was uh, I, I was around when all the stuff was happening, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, if you, they say if if you uh, if you can remember the sixties, you weren't really there. But, but do you know what, there. man? It just seemed like normal day to day life, then, man. <laughs> Thanks for calling, man. Thank you, John. I enjoyed that. Um, the thing about the sixties, the swinging sixties, right? Most people still had outside toilets. People didn't have telephones in their houses. Um. And there was only one black, uh, one colour television per street. So, y- y- everyone, oh yeah, man, the drugs, man, and the, the sex, man, and the records, man, and the pill, and all. The- no, no, it, it was only literally. It couldn't have been more than a hundred people that were indulging in the sex and the drugs. It could, it couldn't have been. I want to read a real book about 1967, not about Carnaby Street. Carnaby Street, if you've ever been there now, it's a horrible tourist trap, but at the time, you know, it was the place to go, apparently. But it's a tiny, tiny street. One, you're telling me there was one tiny street in the whole of England that, that, um, made England swing like a pendulum do? What song is that? That's a song, isn't it? Um, England swing like a pendulum do. Bobby's on bicycles two by two. What song is that? That's a song, isn't it? Do you know what that song is, Adam? No, I've no idea. England swing like a pendulum do. Bobby's on bicycles two by two. That's a song. It's a proper <laughs> song by um, w- w- William P. P. Um, by um, don't anybody tell me. It is by uh, P. Pick. He's in the P. Picker of Piccadilly. His name is. His name is I can't think. William something. So it's three names. He's got three names. Two names. He's got two. I don't know. Go on, Adam. What you got for us? No, you were just talking about people under thirty that listen, and I do. So I thought I'd give you a ring. Why do you listen? Um. Well, initially, to be fair, it was to fall asleep to on a night because I, I like to listen to something but I don't necessarily want to watch it and I don't like yeah. to listen to music yeah yeah but um as I started listening I don't know you just it's, it's quite interesting you talk about some interesting stuff um and yeah I guess I listen in the car and stuff now as well so yeah it does um I'm I, how old are you then Adam I'm 27 20? 28 in a month okay um I will so you're getting on a little bit then a little bit. You yeah. get in a little bit. You, you, have you started uh, making that noise when you sit down? <laughs> no, it's, it, it, my knees do click when I stand <laughs> up, though, which is worrying. I made my my youngest laugh so much today, right? Because he was he got picked up from school and we had to go to the shops. And he was bouncing all over the place. And I said, will you come here and hold my hand? And he grabbed my finger and he pulled my finger 
and it clicked, <laughs> and we both felt it. We both felt this big. Hang on, it was a big. It was that, and we yeah. both and we both just burst into laughter at my finger. It was a ridiculous <laughs> thing, but we were in hysterics at that. And then I got to pull it again, and I farted, and that really was. Um, <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, I know. I, I do yeah, still that. do that to the boys. Isn't that terrible? Pull, hey, boys, can one of you pull my finger, please? And, oh, wow. and the youngest always does it. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we've got younger people, uh, Adam, uh, like you, calling in and listening, because it, it is perceived as, as, as an older person's format, you know. And I, I mean, yeah. I started doing this when I was in my late twenties, so, mm. um, you know, I'm an, I realise I'm an old fart now, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that we get younger people calling in because it, it means, you know, we're, we're doing our job properly. And also, speech radio doesn't have to be stuffy and dull and boring yeah, no, dull. i think that's the thing yeah 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 you can have yeah. a laugh who'd have thought you could you could have a laugh on the radio <laughs> it's nuts isn't <laughs> it? Honest, it probably about eight nine months ago I, I i was i did have the thought of you know what is the point in the radio does anyone yeah. really yeah. do it and yeah. then i suppose as i did get a little bit older cause I, i'm not sure that Teenagers will be listening at least. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a but... few. We have a, we have a few listening. It's, it's not massive, but we do have a few kind of hardcore teenagers listening uh, with with you know their radios turned down or their headphones in. Yeah, it's impressive, well. Yeah, it's well, it's it's working. We're doing our thing. Nice, listen, Adam. Nice one. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I told you when I got the job at the other place years ago, my first sort of proper radio job after uh, Milton Keynes and XFM. Um, uh, and my boss, David Lloyd, uh, I said, why have you got me in? He said, well, we, our audience comprises of elderly Jewish women and they are dying. And we, our audience is literally dying off and we want someone to come and um, attract a younger crowd. And they got me and fair play. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. There's an incredible line in this um, uh, Bee Gees thing. He talks about how he's afraid of dying right? and he won't do anything that could kill him he told pierce i avoid boil boiling water to this day after he was scarred by water when he was a kid i avoid fire too my sister caught fire once and uh, it doesn't say anymore I avoid fire. My sister caught fire once. What the heck? I'm a safety... Oh, if, if I go near boiling water, something happens and I have to back off. It isn't just age. Anything can happen. So I don't do things like go on roller coasters. Well, don't go on roller coasters whilst um, boiling water, for goodness sakes. We'll um, we'll talk. Well, the whole show is going to be a Bee Gees special, Bee Gees, uh, miserable songs, and anything else you wish to call in about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. England swings like a pendulum do. Bobby's own bicycles two by two Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben The rosy red cheeks of the little children Now if you huff and puff and you finally save enough money up To take your family on a trip across the sea Take the tip before you 
take your trip Let me tell you where to go Go to England, oh England swings like a pendulum do Bobby's on bicycles two by two Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben The rosy red cheeks of the little children Mama's old pajamas and your papa's mustache Born off the windowsill, frolic in the grass Trying to mock the way they talk, fun but all in vain Gaping at the dagger men with derby hats and canes In England swings like a pendulum do Bobby's on bicycles two by two Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben The rosy red cheeks of the little children England swings like a pendulum do Bobby's own bicycles two by two. Westminster Abbey, yeah. the Tower of England swings like a pendulum do. That song, more than any other, I think, captures what um, England must have been like in the 60s. It, it, I bet it was rubbish. I bet the 60s were actually rubbish and boring. And miserable and slow. And that song by Roger Miller, it captures the mood perfectly. That's what the psychedelic Britain was like. That's what swinging London was like. Boring. Boring. You could only hear the good music on pirate radio stations. And they were called pirate radio stations because they were on boats out in the middle of the sea. In international waters. And you had these crappy little transistor radios, so you couldn't hear it properly. And if it was cloudy or the wind was blowing in the wrong direction, you couldn't hear the radio station. And you couldn't afford to buy the records. You could afford maybe a single a month. That's how swinging it was. And you had to watch it all in glorious black and white on your TV. If you were lucky enough to have a TV. Oh, man. Literally, no more than a 100 people were dropping acid and having sex. No more than a 100. I bet it was absolutely awful. Then you'd have to nip out to the lavvy outside. Nah, mate. Not bothered. They didn't have showers. They didn't have showers. The best they had was those rubber things that you uh, that you put on the end of the tap and hold over your head. If they'd been invented then. I don't even know when they were invented. They might not have even had those in the 60s. Oh, yeah, man. If I had a time machine, I'd go back to the 60s. I wouldn't. It'll be filthy. You know, most people didn't have toilet paper. They'd have ripped up. But they couldn't afford it. They'd have ripped up bits of newspaper. Nah. Next time you watch the rock and roll years or the swinging 60s or a documentary about the Beatles, just remember they were using bits of newspaper to wipe their backsides. Outrageous. There they stag. You'd have a bath once a week, tops, and it would be a tin bath and it would be in front of the fire and you'd all have to use the same water. No deodorant. Didn't have shampoos. Filthy filthy 60s and not the good filthy the bad filthy so no no i wouldn't want to go back to the 1960s thank you very much oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand good evening malcolm 
Good evening, sir. What have you got? It's a pleasure to meet, uh, to speak to it's, you. It's the pleasure is all mine, sir. And I can agree with everything that you just said. I started work in 1961. Yeah. And talking about outside facilities, yes. Yeah. Bath nights, yes. Everything that you just and said. And you'd all use the same bath water. I mean, I, yes. hang on, I'm old enough. My two of... At least one, possibly two of my great-grandmothers had an outside toilet, So, I, and I used to be terrified of the outside mm. toilet. And also, we didn't have a tin bath. We had a bathroom, but on Sunday, bath night, we would take yeah. it in turns to have a bath. And I was yeah. the youngest, so I was the fourth person to use the bath water. The f- after my dad, my mum and my sister. Oh, God! That was in the 70s! <laughs> it's disgusting, man. It's, um... I always wonder about when you hear all these things about the swinging sixties. Like, where was I? I know where I was. But <laughs> it was passed me by. The reason I'm ringing you up yes, here was to say thank you for your show. Oh, thank you. I am at the, obviously at the other end of the demographics that you've been looking for, yes. but I find your program especially a breath of fresh air. Oh well, that, hey, listen, man, I, I'm 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 always um, uh, kinder to people called Malcolm because that was my dear departed dad's name. So uh, instantly, you've got me on side. Um, but and, and I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to think that talking about people under 30 earlier on that uh, listen every listener is welcome every listener is is part of this uh, show and everybody we don't turn anybody away can i ask malcolm because you sound like a sensible gentleman thank you why do you listen to this rubbish i find it completely entertaining um and to my mind and i hope you take this in the way that it's intended i'm going to it's a bit. It's a breath of fresh air. I will always remember your Christmas Eve show, um, where I found the idea of people at the door scenario it was absolutely oh, brilliant idea. Oh, it's that a was a um, concept. Oh, yeah, we did. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it funny the, the the silly little things that we we toss out and throw away that that stick with people? Yeah, that was um, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? Wasn't that absolutely yep. ridiculous? Oh well, I'm, I thank you for picking up on that, Malcolm. That's very kind of you. And the other thing I enjoyed the other last week or the week before was when we when you were doing the the county. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, people said they enjoyed the county that, show. That got uh, I have obviously I listened to a lot of the later. Um, last couple of hours in bed yeah um but i was literally a quarter to one rolling with laughter when what, people were the last up. 30 minutes got very nasty didn't it, it what well, it, it, it you know <laughs> nuking salisbury and things like that I mean, <laughs> here's the thing right people i've had a few people say how long did it take you to come up with that i literally made that up. i had nothing for that show and i literally as the microphone went live you can hear me making it up on the spot um, and sometimes, it, sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't happen. But you know, yeah. it, 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 that was a very funny show, and I'm pleased that a lot of people enjoyed that one. Yeah, the reason I rang oh. was in response to your comment uh, request earlier about um, bleak songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're compiling a list of bleak songs. We've got the um, I don't like Mondays, which is about right. a, a shooting in a school. We've got the BG's um, the mining disaster. What 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 have you got for us, Malcolm? Right. Now this is. Oh, but yeah. it's classic, yeah, and yeah. it's by one of my favourite composers, who was Cole Porter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it's Miss Otis Regrets. Oh, no, I don't know that one. Um, and it happens to be, according to Andrew Lloyd Webber, 
who let it who, who let slip a conversation he was having with the Queen. Yes. The Queen's second favourite song of all time. Oh, really? It's about um, a lady who shoots her lover, oh. and then in the last refrain, um, they take the mob take her from the jail and lynch her on a tree. And the moment before she died, she lifted up her lovely head and cried, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. Oy, what a line. What and apparently, if you're interested, yeah. the, the reason that he wrote it, um, and I'm a Cole Porter geek, well, there has to be somebody left Yeah, no, I don't Cole know Porter much about geek. Cole Porter, so I'm, I'm bowing down to your superior knowledge. Well, he, he, well, I mean, the thing about Cole Porter was he was banned a lot for some of the songs that he wrote. A bit raunchy. But then he... It was different to all the other composers of the day, the likes of Irving Berlin and George Gershwin, who were his main competitors. I, um, um, you've, 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 pop, you've popped three songs into my head. Strange Fruit by, yes. well, I know Nina Simone did it. I don't know if she wrote it, but that's about hanging black people in the South right. or Southern States. But, yeah. but, 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 slightly less um, uh, uh, miserable and uh, graphic than that. De- Delilah by Tom Jones. Yes. It's about spousal abuse. He goes, yeah. and, he goes and stabs her. And do you... You'll know this, Malcolm, because you're, you're a, a man of intellect. What was the follow-up single to Delilah? Green, green, Russell. Yeah, Hull, about a fella being hanged. Where he's waiting to be executed. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, that's a brilliant bit of marketing, to have a song where he murders a woman, next song he's being taken off to be hanged. Yeah. Beautiful. Malcolm, listen, it's nice to talk to you. I've got to go because I've got to go to a break. But, 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 I appreciate that. Call and, again. Uh, again, thank you for the service that you provide. Well, Ma- excellent, Malcolm, excellent broadcast. I'm blushing. I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to remind everybody I do get paid for this. I, you, I'm not doing it out of the goodness of my heart. I do get paid for it. But thank you, thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000, Mark, and then Chris, and then it could be you, dear listener. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, Mark. Evening, Ian. How you doing, fella? Yeah, very well. Yourself? I, you know, up and down, up and down. A little bit psych. I'm a little bit away with the fairies this evening, Mark. Oh well. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Could be no. worse. Well, um, you you were just talking about stenches and history and uh, the, the the basically how smelly history used to be. Yes. I yes. mean, I, I don't think people kind of get how bad it was. I mean, you know, people were um, in cities uh, using urine to uh, tan leather, huh? and uh, uh, well, I think it gets worse than that if 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 we actually sort of look into it. Well, hang on, how do you, how do you know all this stuff? Are you a very very old, or are you b an historian of filth? Well, I've, <laughs> I I I studied history and right. I I did my dissertation on um, the history of cleanliness. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, you were thinking you are a historian of filth then. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, I've kind of moved away from that since. What kind yeah, of, yeah. what kind of, what eras were you looking at? What periods? The, the Victorian period was kind of my, uh... Is that when they were still chucking poo out the window? The, I mean, they were, they were trying to get better, but you had people, you know, whose, whose daily job was to basically pick up horse filth from the streets. Um, you had you know, night soil, which was uh, human filth. Night soil. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they would call it. 
Um, it, it was a, yeah, a nice term. But to, that uh, was chucked out the window, or they were just doing it out, doing it out in the street. Yeah, I mean, basically, it, it would be out in the window and it, into oh. into rivers, streams. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of the Great Stink, which was no. I think it was the 1860s. But basically, they were um, oh. they they were debating the kind of issue of sewers and everything, and uh, the stench from the river Thames became so vile that they had to uh, lime all the curtains in the uh, Houses of Parliament, and it, 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 it kind of uh, brought everything to a head, and they thought, you know what, we probably should sort this out. We've, got to, do, we've got to stop people put, putting their plops in the, in the river. Exactly, and then wow. that's where uh, Sir Joseph Bazalgette came in and uh, uh, built the uh, sewer system as we know it now. This, now this, have you been down the sewer system? Uh, not personally, no. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. And um, for the last, like, ten years or so, I've tried to get down there, and th- every now and then, I, I don't know if it's Thames Water or whoever, I, I think it's Thames, I don't know who it is. Every now and then, the company that runs it kind of sort of goes, oh yeah, well maybe we can sort that out, and then they won't, because I want to go down there and see the Fatbergs. I mean, why wait for their permission? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard to open a manhole. <laughs> just, you know, when you get out of work tonight, just grab a torch and go for just it. Go, well, I, I wonder what's to stop people doing that, actually. Well, there can't be that much, can there? Can't be that much. So, and you'll, and you'll see every, I mean, you'll see poo and sanitary products and all kinds of bits and pieces floating down there. I, I imagine so, yeah. Why did you choose that particular branch of history to specialise in? Because I've not heard of anyone doing that before, Mark. Well, I mean, I, I, I was studying sort of cultural history and I, I was interested in the notion of cleanliness being a kind of um, factor in you being a civilised individual. Yes. And uh, interestingly, for all of the other religions, apart from Christianity, uh, cleanliness was an issue in... In, in in a part of your religion, so you would wash your hands before you you prayed, right. or it, and the only one that wasn't was Christianity. Um, but there was still this notion that cleanliness was next to godliness, and I was I was just interested in you know where the concept came about and um, you know how it became so important in society. But it's only it's got to be only in the last thirty five years that we've started smelling nice. Yeah, I mean... That one reason. One of the criticisms of um, uh, uh, Orwell's uh, Road to Wigan Pier was his criticism of the poor being, you know, their, their stench. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, was, it, was, it was one of the sort of things that was, was sort of highlighted and, and criticised, but, uh, you know, there was a truth to it, I guess. Mark, I, 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 it's fascinating. What, what grade did you get? Uh, I've got a 2-1. Oh, okay, fine, okay, you got, that's fine, then I'm, I can, no, I'm, I feel I've talked to someone who has knowledge, and if it had been a, a Desmond, I would have had to have, uh, backed away. Um, and how, and what, <laughs> how has that, um, how has that degree, how does that serve you? What do you do now? Um, I, well, I've got my own sort of business, uh, sort of landlording and property stuff, so. Oh, okay. It, it's not, it's not particularly related, no, but you know, it's not, it's not none of it ever no. is. <laughs> it, it never is, is it? I wonder uh, if um, if we could, if there was a, you could find out what what people studied for their degree and then what their job is and see the correlation between subjects studied and careers pursued. I bet it will be very very slim. Yeah, I mean, but that said, this week I w- I cleaned at least two toilets. So well, 
It's related. You win some, you lose some. Mark, thank you for that. Fascinating stuff. 0344 499 1000. It really is a show where we can talk about anything. Who'd have thought we'd have got um, a a, a history uh, of dirt expert on the night? I tell you, man, the 60s, and I'm going to say most of the 70s, were filthy. Absolutely filthy and stinky. Really, really stinky. Um, I was rem- while he was talking, I was reminded of something I was going to say. Mm. Mm. What was it? I don't know. I'm not gonna... Chris! Hello, Ian. Hello, Chris. Um, good evening. Good evening to you, Chris. Um, Jesse, I I'm listening to you now. Are you completely from me? Oh. Right. I, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to say. Oh. Right. Um... Do you want me to come oh. back to you in a minute? Pardon? You... Um, uh, what are... Uh, right. Uh, Vespers what? or... Um, right, I'm completely thrown out because I was listening too much and I'm completely thrown out. Do you want me to take another call and come back to you? If you could, please. All right, Chris, yeah. you stay there. Don't listen to this call, though, Chris. This, this, this call is none of your business, Chris. Good evening, Eben. Good evening, Ian. How are you this evening, Evan? Yeah, very good, thank you. How is the food delivery service? Yeah, all right. Best I was thinking of you yesterday because we ordered a meal to be delivered mm. via your food delivery company. Mm. And I was going to give them a tip, and then I remembered you, and I decided yeah. not to give them a tip. <laughs> um, better now, are they... Sign me up to Pickbox, and I can get discounts to loads of different places. Hey, like nightclubs and stuff? No, no. like, I can get 15% off a of B&O. Oh. Off a of B&O? Yeah, headphones and... Oh, yeah, but I bet they cost quite a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, and I'm treating myself to a pair. Mate, mate, you're supposed to be saving up for a car! No, oh. yeah, I do like sounds. Yeah, I like sounds. Don't wear the headphones when you're on the bike, though. No, I hate that cyclists wearing headphones. Are no, 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 no. That's not. That's not allowed. I wouldn't. After some of the near miss experiences I had on Friday. Oh, did you nearly get mowed down? Yeah, a car literally touched my knee. <sighs> now, using the doll, show me where the car touched you. <laughs> it was uh, that must have been uh, a little bit of. I'm guessing a little bit of wee wee came out. That shook me up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it would do. It would do. <laughs> and something else embarrassing happened to me that day too. Oh, I really, really needed a toilet, but I was on a delivery. Mm, no. I was cycling back, rushing back to the delivery point, oh, and I didn't make it in time. Uh- And I you did a little... Yeah, 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 you don't need to finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very... Can I just say, because my team are... Uh, I think they're recreating what you did by the looks of it, but very, very brave of a grown young man to admit what you've just admitted. Um, mm. Because we've all been there, Eben. We've all been there. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing, yeah. nothing to be Im- embarrassed about. We've all, I mean, we're, yes, a little bit of embarrassment and shame, of course. But we've all been there. We've all done it. We've all done it. 
But the more embarrassing thing is... You I didn't poo yourself as well, did you? Yes. Sorry? But, yes. You sh... You... But the more embarrassing thing was I clogged up the McDonald's toilets. And there were other people in the toilets too. I don't really don't know where to take this call. I mean... Talk about the 60s stinking. I mean, sounds like um, Eben stinks. Well, Eben, as, as, I've, as I've famously told many times before, I once did a poo in a bed in a hotel in Pakistan. So there's, there, is, there, is a, there is a bit of shame and a bit of embarrassment in what we've both done, Eben. But yeah. you, you show me someone who hasn't um, pooed themselves... Admittedly, most of them did it when they were babies, but still, um, the, if they haven't done it in their adult life, they will do when they get older. I guarantee it, Eben. Yeah. yeah the, and the lesson uh, from that is always wear a nappy. That's what they do. It's like like spacemen, isn't it? Maybe Deliveroo people need to wear nappies. Hmm. And also, actually, for don't tell me. Don't band. tell me it gets worse. No, something totally different. Thank God for that! Phoning in about, I booked tickets for Through the Rabbit Hole for the 19th of February. Oh, yeah. And um, me and my dad, my dad is potentially coming with me. Uh Uh-oh. It depends if he's, because he's got a date now. Flipping it, this is, I mean, this is like, you have given us in the last three minutes, Eben... Oh, Catherine's typed on my screen, deliver poo. That is, that's grow up, mate. You've given us, in the last three minutes, more than EastEnders gives us in a month. <laughs> so your dad, well, get your dad, hey, get your dad Nick to bring her down. Spring her along to, yeah. down the rabbit hole. We won't embarrass them. Okay. Do you, do oh. you like her? I've only seen her for 15 minutes. And that was quite awkward because it was on my way back. From I opened my door on a delivery shift and I didn't realise my dad was meeting up with her. It wasn't the one where you'd um, had an accident, mm. was it? Was no, it? I'm oh. thankfully. Okay. Whew. Wow. Literally mm-hmm. every bodily function has been discussed. In this call, anyone else feel uncomfortable? Eb, well, Eben, uh, 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 she'd be more than welcome, although it might be a bit weird. Thank you, mate, and I appreciate your honesty as always. <laughs> oh, I'm speechless. Hey, I tell you what, I've been um, uh, what I was listening to in the car. So I've signed up to the Audible thing, right? Because it's free for the first month, right? And you can and, and you get one free credit. And then here's a tip for you guys. If you go, because you sign up for the first month, get the free credits, you get a free audio book, and then you cancel, right? Yeah, I know exactly that. Um, But if you go to cancel it, they say, oh, don't go. Here, have another free audio book. I was like, all right. And then I saw you could return the audio. So I returned my first audio book. I got another free audio book. I'm caning it. Anyway, I was driving in tonight listening to... um, uh, the new Alan Partridge book. Oh, it's very, very funny. It re- I don't get why some people don't like Alan Partridge. I think it is 
I think it's wonderful. And I, I got the first Alan Partridge book for... No, 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 we can make that work, don't worry. Um, you, 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 you go ahead, because it's on my iPod. You go ahead. Um, I got the first Alan Partridge book on CD. Uh, wh- why would you read an Alan Partridge book when it, he's reading it for you? And, um, oh, it's just so funny. He starts off by reading the cover and then acknowledgements. The author would not like to acknowledge anybody at this present time. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. And of course, he's a, he's a crap local radio presenter, right? And he's doing a phone-in. And he's, of course, he's doing a crap local radio phone-in. But I'm listening to it thinking, that's a really good phone-in. He's doing... <laughs> So good. What would you make the eighth deadly sin? <laughs> it's genius. It's genius. And then he talks about how by the end of the show, it's just builders phoning up being sexist and misogynistic about women and stuff. It's so funny, honestly. And it's it's six hours long. I've done forty five minutes of it so far, and I was in the car in hysterics. It's I cannot recommend it enough get it I, i'm sure it's on cd get it on all, get wherever you get it do get it because it's so so funny um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand chris come to you after this the wild man of late night radio is back ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk we'll get back to the um barry gibb piece in a minute because i do want to know my wife and i had a cuddle in doctor who's tardis the hell is going on there uh let's see if chris is a bit more focused good evening chris good evening ian are you more focused well you shouldn't um be telling things about what you you and your wife done no it, no barry gibb oh uh, well gary big uh, uh, sorry put my teeth in actually barry gibb put his teeth in um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay no huh? The last one left, actually, isn't he? He is the last one left. Yes. One more. I, I like, um, you know, you, you can sort of be, um, sort of, um, I used to like the beaches. Um, uh, yeah. Nah. I didn't like all that disco stuff. Ah, uh, well, I know. That's just, I know. Hello. When he, when he was down, when he was down the, the sort of disco in the 70s, yeah. pulling, um, <laughs> well, I know uh, I used to have, okay, you used to have, like, um, I know, um... This is, you, this is you more focused, is it, Chris? Pardon? This is you more focused. What do you mean? Uh, do you remember when we spoke a few minutes ago and you weren't focused? Um, yes, go on. This is, and, uh, so this, I'm just checking that you are focused... Now, uh, yes, gone. That's full stop. Full stop. Uh, no, I, I see. I've lost. Um, yeah. What did you well, call him for? I, 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 I do apologise um, to your listeners and to don't apologise yeah. to those losers. I <laughs> oh, don't say that. They should apologise to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Being a, a bunch of sad sack losers. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to... Uh, see, I, I lose track of my mind. I, I do apologize. I'm Me sorry. too, man. I'm travelling through time I, and space. I rung up for a reason. Yes. And, uh, see, you s- sidetracked me with the bloody BG. I didn't... No. Yes, you did. No. It's your fault. No. Yes, it is. You are... No. 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 Well, can you try no. and remember what you called in for? I completely forgotten now. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? 03444991000. If you've got any idea what Chris was calling in for, I'll take calls straight to air for the next few minutes. If anyone knows I what Chris was calling I, in for. I, I, well, someone uh, might call in I and be able... I, I was going to say about, about, about some of the music you were saying. Yes. Um, yes, uh, being pretentious about music. Yes. Uh, so, how pretentious are you about music, then? Me? Yes. Not at all. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Not at all. And, uh, we won't play uh, bloody um, ping pong. I'm sorry. It's what? Ping pong. By Stereolab? <laughs> sorry? What are you talking about? Uh, well, you said about um, uh, um, playing music. If anyone knows what Chris is talking about, 0344 499 Go on. Uh, see, you yeah, I'm going to go at me now, then. Well, a little bit, because you're rambling. Um, I'm not... Prote- Listen, I like the monkeys. I've, I, I've suffered... Um, it's it, it, it's coming up to it's close to thirty years of abuse for liking a fictional television pop group. So I, oh, I'm not pretentious. I'm not pretentious in the slightest about music. Right. So, um, right. Uh, yes, uh, because you got a different um, um, different thing about music. Um, okay. So, when was the first thing... Hang on one second. Caller, do you know what Chris is talking about? Yeah, I think so. Go on. So, I think he was talking about who's next on uh, the Operation U-Tree list. Okay, thanks very much for calling. No, (laughs) ignore that, ignore that. Charming. It's absolutely charming. That's outrageous behaviour. That's all I was going to say. What was the first... um, Like, we talk about... um, um, Not records... Because what was the first record you put on your thing on on there? What was the first record I put on my thing on there? Yes. Um, uh, that sounded very sort of terrible. You know, I... Are you all right, Chris? Because right, you sound very... What was con- your first... Okay, all right then. Uh, you talking about the record shops. My first record shop... Um, was Rainbow's Records in Pontypridd, and he. There used uh, where I live now, um, in Windsor. There, <laughs> there you, there used to be a great record shop there. Yeah, you did. Sorry, you, sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. Sorry, no, Chris. What, Chris? Are you all right? What's got you're you're rambling more than usual. What do you mean? Well, what I mean is, normally you're quite coherent. Tonight you're all over the shop. Hi. Well, no, it's not an oi. That I'm, I'm pointing it out. Go on, then. Point, <laughs> there, there's my case in point. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, because you're talking about uh, how much you like to listen to um, songs and records in the past. Uh, my, my, my first record shop was um, um, Rainbow's Records, Hang on a second. Line one, do you know what Chris is talking about? 
He sounds like me when I'm trying to get rid of somebody I don't want to talk to. Oh, charming. I'm an old man and I don't want to Well, no, Dennis, don't take the mickey out of him. I'm sorry, Chris. I don't know what's going on. The callers are being a little bit mean this evening. I can dig it, Ian. Yeah? I, I was just going to say, yes. uh, the, the la- uh, well, I wouldn't say a lad, the, the chap, uh, I used to go up to Rainbow's Records on a Saturday morning oh, with my pocket money, yep. um, buy a, sing- uh, well, Records. a single or an al- album yes. in Rainbow's Records. Pontypreeth. Yes. Yeah. Rainbow's Records. Records in Pontypreeth. His name was Leighton, and he passed away. He did. Um couple of weeks ago. That's a sad story. And a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah. He, he, he was. Yeah. He, he, he used to sell and he, he tried. Yeah. So his name was Leighton Rainbow's Records in Pontypreeth. Yeah. Well, that's a yeah. great, that's a great memory, Chris. Thank you for that. Uh, really? Honestly, Ian? Yep. It was. Uh, yep. They are times gone, gone by, really. Aren't we they? just, we do things that differently now we just download them yeah, now yeah, don't we yeah on the phone put it on the phone listen to it on the phone <laughs> good one what like somebody like you what <laughs> i don't think i've got any songs on my phone actually pardon um well thanks for calling chris cheers ian bye all right have a good evening yep um i, I will do now um it is <clears throat> <laughs> Um, okay, thank you, you know, uh, that was strange, um, for the first time in, in the evening, uh, we have no phone calls lined up, so would you like to call in, as you can, as you've heard, anything goes, it really is, um, a drop-in centre for the lost, the lonely, and the befuddled, Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of the Bee Gees in a minute. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. That was strange, wasn't it? Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've um, compiled the top five BG songs. I started a joke. I just got to get a message to you. Night fever. Uh, I, I really all that disco um, rubbish. Um, you win again. Yeah, that was a, That was a song. That was a classic tune. And the mining song. Then that got us on to uh, compiling a list of miserable songs. I Don't Like Mondays, the Bee Gees mining song. Miss Otis Regrets, Delilah, the Green Green Grass of Home, and Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit is a cheating slide because we're asking for pop songs. But, but, but. Barry Gibb. Finally, two, nearly two hours after I started this, I get round to reading the story. Barry Gibb has suffered his fair share of heartache over the years. The Bee Gees legend has outlived all three of his brothers and last year lost his beloved 95-year-old mother, Barbara. Now Barry is so haunted by their deaths, he is afraid to take the slightest risk, frightened even of boiling water. As the Bee Gees, Barry and twins Morris and Robin became one of the world's biggest bands, selling more than 220 million records. Flippin' heck! (coughs) But now the 70-year-old, who released his second solo album last year, is on the brink of hanging up his microphone after losing his hearing. He reflects on his five decades in pop on tomorrow night's Piers Morgan's (coughs) Life Stories on ITV. 
On the first show of the new series, Barry struggles to discuss how Jimmy Savile introduced... Now then, young Barry Gibb, I have got a beautiful young lady for you! Um, lo- uh, lo- losing is... He's had a tragic life. It's, it's, it's almost like he's signed a pact with the devil to be given all the riches and the wealth and the success that one could possibly uh, wish for. Um, and but to be cursed by tragedy, drug addiction, and death. Losing his three brothers, Morris, Robin, and Andy, has understandably had a profound effect on Barry. Youngest brother Andy, a minor star in his own right but not part of the band, died aged 30 in 1988 after years of drug abuse. He goes on and on. I'm a safety first type of person. I'm a safety first type of person. I don't drive fast. I don't know why I am still here. But I'm very nervous about anything that could be fatal. That's all down to an accident. Barry became a shoulder for Michael Jackson to cry on during his 2005 sex abuse trial. Where are we with Michael Jackson and the sex abuse? Where are we with that? Is that ever... Is that ever satisfactorily been explained? There'll be Michael Jackson fans who go, no, no, no. Uh, New Allen, we can't get through to you. Catherine's trying to call you back, but we can't get through to you. So could you call us again, please? New Allen, that's new Allen, not old Allen. Where are we with Jackson? Because the fans love him, but people say he was a Peter. I don't know where we are with that. I lost a job because um, I was hosting a show where someone was uh, rude about Michael Jackson. I didn't clear it up quick enough. Um, They were already close friends, with Barry saying Jacko was the only artist who truly understood him. He said, I never saw any aspect of his life that was disturbing. I only believe someone is guilty when a cop finds them guilty. I never saw any... Whoa! I never saw any of that behaviour with my kids, and they used to go to the bathroom together, pee together, but nothing like that. Um, sorry? Your kids peed with Michael Jackson? Your kids peed with the adult Michael Jackson? WTF? Because that's not weird, is it? And also, paedophiles don't tend to um, rape someone when they've only got, like, 30 seconds and Dad's waiting outside. But that's still, that's weird. I'm always acutely aware, when you're at parties and things, or out with, with kids and stuff, and you take, one, you take one of your kids to the toilet, and suddenly there are six kids along with you, I'm always acutely aware of um, just making... <laughs> It's making sure everybody is off doing their thing on their own, but I am there. And right, do your trousers up, do your trousers. That's you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly just put your trousers up. Right, go and wash your hands. Go, 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 go. Um, okay, all door. Yes, all doors open, all times. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. I'm going to call you. Can we? Yeah, keep that up there. New Alan. New Alan, that's right, yeah. New Alan. A lot of accents we're getting this evening. What you got for us, New Alan? Right, well, I was, I was listening to, I listen to you every night when I'm coming home from work. I'm a bus driver. Beautiful. Well and, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like one of you, you know. I'm a DJ as well. Yeah. So you could, um, you know, and you're always talking about problems. I'm I'm always having people come and talk to me about their problems. When you're night. when you're bus driving or when you're DJing. When I'm bus driving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is no. Yeah. There is no finer way to travel than on a public bus. I love it. No. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Do you, are you a single-decker or double-decker? I drive both. I'm, I'm a big bus person. Because I, um, I, I'm, even at the age of 43, Alan, I, if, that, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm on a double-decker bus and there's room at the front, at the top, I will sit yeah. at the front of the top and pretend I'm driving. <laughs> I'll do it! Honestly, I swear to God, I'll do it! And it's brilliant in London. I'm sitting yeah, there pretending cool. I'm driving! That is cool, yeah. That's what it's all about. But people come and get uh, uh, offload on you, no pun intended, while you're driving the bus, do they? Yeah, they do. They come and offload every night, different things. I mean, I've got, I've had weddings uh, postponed because they've been going out with somebody else behind the back. Oh, I've got everything, mate, what comes to me. (laughs) Flipping heck. Hey, could you do this, Alan? I once got a bus in North London, and the young gentleman bus driver... He was yeah. rolling a joint while he was driving. Can you do that? Oh, no. Good. <laughs> he was rolling a joint. He had it in front. I couldn't believe it. The barefaced cheek. Anyway, what I phoned you up for yes, sir. last night. I was listening to you last night, Ian. Yep. And you played uh, Dolly Parton and Ganga style. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed that. And I tried to get the, have a look on the internet last night to see if I could get it. So I could play it at my gigs, and I couldn't find it. Are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, yeah. What? Who are right? Who are you on Twitter? Uh, at Big Al. Big Al. Big Al, yeah. Uh, Alan Chalmers. Big Alan. Right. What I'm going to do? Stay there. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Um, no, that's not you. No, that's not me. I'm a bus driver. Yeah, and so, what's, so what's your handle then, you muppet? Oh, I, I've got plenty of handles. Um, what are you called on Twitter? I'm on Facebook, sorry. <laughs> For crying out loud, how could you get the uh, two mixed up? Well, you never know what happens. Well, I don't... Well, hang on, who are you on... Who are you on Facebook? Alan Webb. It's not quite as impressive as, as. Are you um Alan with the two W's? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Alan with one W and two B's. One, that's what I meant. And two L's, I meant. And uh, two L's, yeah. Are you wearing glasses? Are you wearing glasses in your picture? No, I've got an Honda Goldwing in my picture. You got a what? Honda Goldwing. What? Do, what does that mean? It's a motorbike. <laughs> oh, flipping it! Hang on a minute! Hang on a minute! Hang on a minute! Hang on a minute! Hang on a minute. Hang on. There are lo- there are like literally ten thousand Alan Webbs. You can't mess mine. It's got a lovely, nice nineteen eighty four Goldwing sitting on it. But there's like, but there's. I'd have to spend the rest of the show scrolling looking through. For me. I'm looking for you, you muppet. I know. What can I do? You can get on Twitter and I'll tweet it to you. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to get a, an account set up and then you'll able to tweet it to me then. Thanks for calling, Big Al. He was jolly, wasn't he? 
I'm not going to spend the rest of the show scrolling through Facebook looking for Alan Webbs just so I can um, send him a link. Seems a little bit uh, presumptuous. A lot of accents tonight, proper accents. Almost like made-up accents. Michael used to call me up and ask me to sing down the phone. He'd call and say, Can you sing How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Just sing. And I would sing with him. Fresh sex abuse allegations, fresh, fresh sex abuse allegations, came much closer to home when the name of Barry's good friend, Sir Cliff Richard of Richardsville, was dragged through the mud. Barry said, it's scary what's been going on. Can you imagine someone saying that about you when it might have been 30 years ago and you can't prove they were wrong or fight it? Well, you you can prove they were wrong, as Cliff Richard did, and um, you can fight it. If you're innocent, you can fight it. Uh, It's wrong to destroy someone's life with with accusations if it's not conclusive. That's the great danger in our culture today. Cliff is one of my closest friends, and I'm astounded by it. I never saw it with Michael or Cliff. I think it's appalling. It's not for gossip or rumours. Um... I think it's a bit boring. I like to smoke. I liked to smoke grass. I like to smoke a little bit of grass. I used to really enjoy that, and it brings out the creativity in me. But because of Linda, his wife, if pills came into my life, she would put them down the toilet. It was a cycle of, I've got pills. No, you don't. She kept me on that path because those things are pretty attractive when you're younger. Um, and, and basically that whole article proves to me that Barry Gibbs quite boring. It's just quite boring. Not because of the drugs thing. I don't mean to end on the drugs thing, you know, and say, well, you don't take drugs. You're, you're, you're boring. Don't mean that at all, at all, at all. But those are the, those are the best bits from an hour long television show. And he's just boring. What I would, if I was Piers Morgan, I'd play the interview with Clive Anderson and say, what the hell were you doing there, you humorless toad? Or I'd say to him, you'll always be Les Tosser to me and see if he got up and walked again. Imagine if he did. Oh, the TARDIS bit is boring. Shamed DJ Jimmy Savile introduced the singer to his wife, Linda Gray, when she was a 17-year-old guest hostess on Top of the Pops in September 1967. Barry recalls of visiting the BBC studios. We just had a cuddle in Doctor Who's TARDIS. That's it. I wonder if it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And I'm not talking about the TARDIS. Um, Dana! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Dana. Croaky Dana. Oh, yeah, I'm still still ill. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got me. Oh, I've got um, some flesh in my ear. Rabbit hole was wonderful. I loved it. Thank you very Absolute. much. By the way, guys, go go on to iTunes, type in uh, Ian Lee, Rabbit Hole, a brand new show that me and Catherine have done. Um, download it. We're in number 10 in the comedy charts. And if you number 10 now. Number 10 in the comedy charts. And if you leave reviews and ratings, that helps us get up the charts a little bit. So reviews and ratings and subscribe from as many accounts as you can. Thank you, guys. We're going to release a new episode every Thursday. Oh, I was going to ask you when the next one was. Every Thursday. Week. Thursday oh. is going to be treat day, guys. Oh, it's going to be well. No, but it was so good. I was on the train actually listening to it. And you, you know how that 
No, no, I'm a bit unwell, as you can hear, and I yes. occasionally cough away. But you know that feeling when you're on the train and you're coughing and yes. you can see people looking at you? Yes. They think you maybe got Ebola or something. Yeah. But then I'm starting to snicker and laugh and trying to suppress the laughter yeah. because I'm, I was listening to Rab the Rabbit Hole. And again, they're looking. Yeah. And it's almost like I wanted to... I was really enjoying the fact that I was listening to something so funny while they're just sort of looking all miserable and boring. And But I also wanted to just scream out loud and say, look, have a listen to this. Oh, scream. No, do, do. Scream out, scream out loud. Do scream out loud oh, about that. I will scream out loud the next time and, and spread, spread the gospel and the good word yes. of the rabbit hole. Exactly. But it was so, it was so funny. And because I was sitting there, you know, A, trying not to cough, and B, trying not to look too much of a prune um, while I was sniggering away to myself. But it was wonderful. But the other thing I wanted to ask, you know the sports special on Monday? Yes. Was it Monday? I think it was Monday. Oh, now, who knows? Yeah, Monday. It was Monday, yeah. yes. I, I'm not into sport either. I yes. don't understand. But I have to say, it was really, really good. And what was it? Is it Tam... Uh, what's her name? Baroness Tammy... Tammy Gray Thompson. That's always... She was lovely. She's, wasn't she delightful? Yeah, really she good. Was, Very funny. Because, you know, I, I've, I know who she is. Yeah. And, and I sort of, you know, I've seen interviews with her, but when you hear... You know, it's someone who's titled and all that. You do sort of think, oh, but she came across as just this, such a nice, genuine, nice person. And you want to look up more. And I quite like to be stuck in lift with her. Yeah, she was. But the thing is, I thought they were all interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, Yes. Kath played an absolute blinder getting all of them. And, and, um, you know, they've. um, uh, uh, My attitude has shifted ever so slightly in how I will talk about sport in the future as a direct result of that show. So that's something. But, but, but the things that are class of sport, some of it is so bizarre. Like, I don't understand how darts is a sport. Well, I know. And I, but you know? they tried to make bridge a sport recently, didn't they? And it's all to do with funding. Yeah. That's what it's to do with. It's all to do... If it's classed as a sport, then it gets different funding. Well, I, I'm waiting for international tiddlywinks. Yeah. I think that that's the next big thing. Yeah, that's th- maybe, maybe, maybe that's where my millions will be made. No, Dana, listen, I have to move on because we're coming to the news. Thank you. Um, do kids, do kids don't play tiddlywinks anymore. That was, um, or, um, what was that rubbish game? Jacks. Remember Jacks? You had to, oh, flip it out. Rubbish. We've got two hours out of Barry Gibb. Another hour to go, dear listener. Another hour to go. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You know the rules by now. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. We've talked about Bee Gees, miserable songs. I'll have a look and find some more bits and pieces to, um, to, uh, get from the newspapers. But you can call in about anything. Let us know how your day has gone or, um, do you pretend to drive the bus when you sat at the top of the top deck? 0344-499-1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. 
down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel light that old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow the whole world is my own. So if you get the um beyonce picture have you seen the, it's weird isn't it, it I, and i like beyonce i do think she's um i think she's a brilliant pop singer I've seen her in concert maybe three times um a little bit blue it's a little bit i did there's a lot of like you know 12 year old girls there screaming and it's basically um it's basically a sex show she's putting on it's quite raunchy I mean, you know it's fair enough it's her thing uh but i think she's a strong independent woman and um uh, thank you stuart you seen this email thank you and this ah this and this you can email me uh if you go to the talkradio.co.uk thank you stuart and i wasn't going to bring this up but i will because i had another email to my personal email account i hate and dis- clip this start recording now and uh, um give this to james tomorrow when he's doing julia's show and record here's an email i received from Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. Very touching. I hate and despise bullies. It is heartbreaking with the handover with James Whale, the amount of bullying you have to put up with, Ian Lee. It is just disgusting. Stuart from London. Well, thank you, Stuart. Those words uh, touch me very deeply and um, they're appreciated. Right, stop recording there. Um, and then I'm going to get you um, another one to record. Hang on a minute. Um... Um, hang on. Here we go. And start recording now. You recording? Here's a second email I received from Claire. Hi, Ian. I've just written a complaint to Talk Radio. As I am fed up of hearing James Whale, you could, you could stop it there and it'll be fine. And his constant digs at you, especially on air. I've been listening since the station started last year and I've enjoyed most shows. It was your show that attracted me to listen to talk radio initially. 
I am in disbelief that the management continue to allow the unprofessionalism James Whale keeps displaying to you. It's putting me off listening to the station live. I hope you get it sorted, as it can't be nice having to come into work and be treated like this each day. You have a very supportive group of listeners, and I wanted you to know that we wish we could do something to help. Claire, thank you, Claire. Well, you have, because that is uh, being played to James Whale now. Um, So I don't get um, why Beyonce's done these pictures. Right. It's weird. It's really weird. So she's she's having a baby with Jay Z, twins. Seven twins with Jay Z, the rap singer. So she's done a picture, and also she's like meant to be a really good Christian girl, and it's all like pole dancing in PVC and leather and stuff like that. Right. So this picture. Let me try and describe this to you. Um, it's well. It looks like. Um, you know um, the grocers' barrows in markets and the fake grass they have. It's on that. It's on the same fake grass that grocers' barrows have. Don't see it so much these days, but it's that. And then behind her, are like lots of flowers and stuff, roses, peonies, other flowers. I don't know what flowers they are. Right. And she's kneeling in front of them, naked. Except for, she's got, um, well, first of all, her underwear doesn't match. She's got, like, blue, silky um, knickers on. And then, like, a sort of mauve bra. And she's obviously, she's pregnant. Um, And then, like, a a naff, well, it's like neck curtain over her head. It is, isn't it? I was going to say a veil, but that's not a veil. It's done in the style of a veil. Not that veil, proper veil, you know, Christian veil, you know, the, the, you know, the veil, don't, the, 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 you can see a fact, you can see who it is. Um, but it looks like cheap lime green neck curtain. Um, it's really unclassy. Uh, hey, hey guys, who am I to judge what, um, uh, a, a mum to be does, uh, you know, safe space and all of that, do whatever you want. Do you know? I remember for some reason I was remembering today when I accused some women of who looked like prostitutes of looking like prostitutes, and all hell broke loose. Um, so I'm not, you know. I just think, well, I think she's better than this. It looks trashy, and she's a. I've always thought of her as a vaguely classy uh, lady, and this is there ain't no class. There ain't no class in this picture. Preggers Beyonce baby joy. Beyonce stunned fans yesterday by revealing she and husband Jay-Z are expecting twins. The pop superstar, 35, Instagrammed a picture of herself in underwear holding a bump. She posted a joint message with rapper Jay, 47. Do you know what his real name is? Sean Carter. It's always fun to know um, rap stars' real names next to the snap, which showed her kneeling, wearing a green veil. Oh, by the way, remember the other day we were talking about um, Syllable and Brains, the uh, Scottish rappers who pretended to be American. I read the book about it, um, and it, the book is, is is wonderful. And loads of you mentioned the documentary. Well, we've been in touch with 
anyway, someone, and someone, I've forgotten your name, I apologise, but someone kind of put us in touch with the director of the documentary. Hopefully, 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 she's coming on next week. She sent me the film, so I'm halfway through it. It's wonderful. Um, and she's going to come on next week. And Kath had a blinding idea. We've had um, someone get in touch about the Regent Street Cinema. Um, which n- now it turns out I've walked past it like a million times, and now I can't walk past it without going, "Oh, flipping it! There's a, there's a cinema here," and I'd never noticed it until this guy got in touch with us, and he keeps saying, "Do you want to come down and show a film for your listeners? Do you want to come down and have a film ring there and show show a film?" And I keep going, "Yeah, I'd like to, but I don't know what we'd show." Really, I'm not sure what we'd show. Well, we, we're going to speak to this director next week and see if she'd be up for a showing um, showing this one evening before it'll be before the show. So we'd show the film and maybe have a little Skype chat with the rappers or with the, the lady that made it, and then we'd come and do the radio show. That, I think that could work. If you'd be up for that, you want to buy some tickets, guys? you up for buying for that? Um, it read, the message read, We would like to share our love and happiness. We have been blessed two times over. We are incredibly grateful that our family... He, well, he liked it and he put a ring on it. We are incredibly grateful that our family will be growing by two, and we thank you for your well wishes, the Carters. Beyonce's mum, Tina Knoll, 63, replied, Wow, I don't have to keep the secret anymore. Twin blessings. Flippin' heck. The showbiz power couple who earned £84 million from 2015 to 2016. £84 million. Um, here's something. Then they have a little bit from Dr. Uh, uh, Carol Cooper, the Sun Doctor. And I did not know this. Twins are more likely if you fall pregnant from 35 to 40. Is that true? Is that a real thing? If you're, if you're between 35 and 40, you're more likely to have twins? No. No, really? Um, no. 0344-499-1000. Leon, Rashid, stay there. Come to you after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, Leon. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Sorry? I can sit here all night. Hello? Hello? Who's not going to win what? Sorry, and I've got myself in a bit of a predicament here tonight. What's going on, man? Uh, Well, I just sat here listening to you on the radio, and um, out the corner of my eyes, we've got a, a... uh, like a goldfish bowl, yes. uh, a couple of tetras in there, and two fancy goldfish. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a bit of issue with them over the last week. Keep Are they bullying staring. you? They keep sort of staring at me when I come in the room, so oh. tonight I thought I'll have it out. Yeah. Um, I've got right close to the glass, and I've kind of got locked into a, a stare-off contest. With a fish? With a fish, three tetras, and um, I don't know what the third one is, but no. it's got a blue stripe. But yeah. as I'm locked in, I can't get on the internet, because I don't know... This is either going to see out their entire lifespan, or they've yeah. got a, a certain duration. I didn't know if you had Google there, and you could find out what kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you, how long can, can a fish... It's, stay? A fancy, it's a fancy goldfish. How long can... Hang on a minute. Look, can it's already um, been 25 minutes. Okay, don't worry. Don't, don't panic. Don't panic. We're going we're gonna to talk you through this. How yeah. long can a fancy goldfish have a stare... You and your mates. You and don't, your I, would, I wouldn't antagonise it, Leon. L- you that, sure? Yeah, I would okay. have thought, because that, that might, um... Um... Okay. How long do goldfish... It's a friend. Oh, no, me. it's a friend. Here we yeah. go. He's going to help. Um, it says it can, go on, it can go on for up to 15 hours, mate. 15 hours? Yeah. Oh, crikey. Um... There is no shame... Yeah. 
in bailing out, we no, no, won't tell no, no, anybody. No, 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 no. We won't tell anybody. No, I'm not going to step down. Fifteen hours is a long time, Leon. Uh, what's the lifespan? Um, eighteen years. Okay, so it's seen fifteen hours and eighteen years. You can have a word of him for me, could you? I'm. Um, I, no, I tell you, what, Rashid. Yes, mate. Can you talk to Leon's fish? Yeah, I talk to his fish. What's your fish called, Leon? Sam. Sam. Yeah. I'll just hand oh, him over. Sam. Go on, Rashid. Hello. What are you doing? What are you doing? Giving it all that warp, 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 warp to Leon? Well, he, he's fat. He sits on the sofa all day watching TV. Well, what else you want him to do? Watch you. Well, he should go out for a walk. He's got a bloody dog. He should take the dog for a walk for starters. He feeds ya, he feeds ya. No. He watches, he watches that long string of, um, feces coming out the side of your body. No, he he watches Babe Station. Hang on, hang on, just give me the phone back here, hang on. What is this? Uh. Um, Leon, you've embarrassed yourself there, mate. Okay. You can't watch Babe Station, you can't watch any form of pornography with pets in the room. That is completely inappropriate. Right, okay, um... This, this has gone horrifically bad. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to bail out, guys, OK? Thanks for calling, Leon. OK, thanks. Thank you. That was uncomfortable. And, and I'll be honest, very, very weird. Evening, Rashid. What you got for us? Ian, do you believe in this um, seasonal... Uh, you know, I think it's called fad in the winter. Where seasonal affective like disorder. Uh, um, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, I think I, I've lost my mojo, you know, honestly, for the Uh-oh. last few months. Yeah. I've lost my mojo. I've never felt... A bit, uh, a bit like this, but I'm just dying for some sunshine. I'm, I feel like I'm lacking some sunshine. Um, there's some other things going on as well. I'm getting made redundant. Uh, oh, nuts! Yeah, but, yeah I've got mixed emotions about that because I'm fed up. I'm lonely. I'm fed up of the night shift. Yeah, driving. It's all getting. No, the night, up, the night shift. You know I mean? The night shift is. Um, that that'll mess up your head big time. But it messes up the family because when I'm coming home, Mrs. is going out. Yeah. And then on the weekend, you're totally wasted and you wake up. I, I mean to wake up on Saturday early, but I always sleep till about 12, 1 o'clock and then yeah. half the day is gone. And then it takes me about an hour or so to get, when I'm up to get, to get awake. And yeah. then you feel groggy and snappy and, and you feel anti I'm a, I'm, I'm a people person yep. and I just feel antisocial, you know. So, you know, I am changing. I'm going to um, to diversify. But the other thing that's getting me a bit down is yeah. that I'm overthinking things. And also, at the age of 47, I still don't know what I want to do and what I should do with the rest of my days, you know. Uh, yeah, I can identify with that. Do you know what? It, well, it sounds like you're having a, a, a wee bit of a midlife crisis, Rashid. Yes, Ian, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I knew you would understand. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, you start questioning what, what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And, you know, what, what if, if any impact are you going to, you know, what, what are you going to leave behind? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm feeling all that. I haven't got a mortgage. I haven't got a house. Um, I haven't got a decent car. I work and I work and I work. I paid my way. Yeah, I'm, you know, us workers, we're the only ones, really, that pay all our taxes 100%, because we're on PAYE. But I, oh, you, you've got like no I'm choice not... but to pay your tax, Rashid. If you were a banker or the CEO of some, or Google, then you, would, yeah. you wouldn't have to pay anything. I know, Ian, but the thing is, apart from the lorry driving, 
I've always been like a driver since I left school, but um, I've done the I've done youth work, and I've started to look online and apply for certain jobs as a residential support worker. But I'm doubting my ability as well. Can I do it? Will I be able to cope with all that stuff? So yeah. I'm just I'm just at a bit of a funny junction at the moment. Kathers Kathers just, just typed on my screen. He'd be good. Yeah, I'd be good at that. I'd be good at that. Well, I'm, I, you probably I would, because you're you're, you're funny, you're approachable, you, you've got a bit of common sense, you've got a bit of life ex- yeah. you've got experience, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Hey, Ian, I'm enjoying the show a lot. Listen, um, I spoke to, uh, I, I went on this uh, Wakey app. I oh. guess who I spoke to? Go on. Jess, from New York. Did you? The same yeah. person we spoke to? Yeah, and I was speaking to her. <laughs> And, um, because I was the one who initiated the conversation. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she came on, I was like, hello, hello, hello. And you know, I've always got a bit of a bad line. Yeah. And then I said to her, um, the name rang a bell. And then I was like, oh, she goes, yeah, I've got lots of people calling me from England. And I, I was on the radio last night. And I was like, yes, I listened to that conversation. How funny. Look, she'll think she's famous now. Isn't that funny? And I said, you were eating, you were eating your dinner. I've not, yeah. I've not dared go on there since last night i'm a bit scared uh, i'm a bit scared of it i'm looking at like a bit of a cb because i was a bit of a cb guy back in the day but the other thing ian i've listened to uh, alan partridge's uh, book and I, I haven't stopped laughing basically. uh nomad yeah yeah uh, uh, he's walking for his father yeah it's funny it, yeah, honestly <laughs> don't don't tell me anything don't tell me anything it is funny man proper Laugh out loud uh, in the car. Uh, it's funny. It really is funny. Um, good evening, John. Hello. Hey, John, do you want to turn your radio off? Uh, yeah. Oh, is it me? Yes, yeah, it's me. It is me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it yeah. Where's the global... Oh, they got to me. Yeah, just... Hello. Hello, John. Are you on speakerphone? No. Okay. Because it sounds very echoey. Yes, I'm in a, in a building with 16 rooms all by myself. You're in a building with 16 rooms all by yourself. Have you broken in? Well, um, it's a long story, but um, yes, kind of. Okay, you I wasn't. I didn't break in. I was. Um, huh? uh, I was escorted there. You were what? Cottaged. Escorted by some lawyers. Right. So you're telling me that what you're in a prison? Hospital. You're in a hospital. Yeah. That you were escorted into by some lawyers. Yes. And it's 16 rooms and they're all empty. Yes. Gosh, that sounds believable. I know, I know, it's fun. You just jump from one room to the other. Yeah. So yeah. why were you escorted by some lawyers into an empty hospital? Oh, she works as a lawyer at night. During the day, she's a prostitute. But that's okay. Okay, John. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you think this call yeah, is going how do you think this call is going on a scale of one to ten minus six 
Really? You'd, you'd score it yeah. that highly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd give it a, I'd give it a, I'd give it a three. Oh, that's close. Mm, not really. Mm. Well. On a scale of one to ten, so one would be the best and ten would no, be No, 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 sorry, I, maybe I didn't make it clear, no. One would oh. be the worst. Oh. And ten would be the best. So I would give it, just to reiterate, I would give it a three. So three is pretty close to the worst. Yeah, yeah. If I had a girlfriend, I'll be fine. Well, um, what have you called in for, John? I just wanted to know how to get back to Nick Ferrari before I drive myself mad with the switches. You want to know how to get back to Nick Ferrari before you drive yourself mad with the switches? Yeah, because, you know, I bought this radio from Argos, and um, <laughs> the volume, up, the up volume is on the down button, <laughs> and the down volume is on the, it's just mess. You've gone up to a five. <laughs> You've gone up yeah. to a five with that. <laughs> just keep fiddling away, John. I know uh, that Nick Ferrari listeners are not particularly bright, so it may, you've got, uh, you've got about six and a half hours. Uh, I'll be calling back. Don't bother. Thanks, John. <laughs> Bye. There we go. The, fair play. The Nick Ferrari listeners, they're not the brightest. They're not the brightest of the bunch, are they? So um, you can kind of... Um, you can kind of understand that. 0344. 499. 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call and you're more than welcome to. Um, now, this, there are, in, in the, um, the, the mail today, there are a thing about your stars, OK? But it, it's, it's your stars in connection with your, your skin. Well... Could the key to perfect skin lie in your star sign? I can't stop yawning. A glowing... Eve, I mean, this is bullshine of the highest order, but shall we read it? Yeah, sure, why not? A glowing, even-toned complexion. It's what we all aspire to. All of us. But while... Oh, it's for women. But while some women only need to glance at a pot of moisturiser to look radiant. Many of us find it somewhat harder to achieve, no matter how religiously we cleanse and tone. At last, however, the mystery behind great skin has been solved. Apparently, it's all down to our star signs. According to astrologer Stella Hyde, the zodiac sign you were born under can result in very different grooming habits. Here she identifies the traits for each star sign and advises women how to tweak their regimes to achieve that true glow. Bonkers or eerily accurate? I can answer that. Bonkers. Read on to see if you recognise your own approach to beauty and what changes you should consider making. We'll read on after this break. 
Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So let's go through the star signs and find out what your skin is going to be like. Catherine, remind me what star sign you are. Leo. 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 03444991000 if you want to um, play the star sign skin game. (laughs) You are always camera ready. You're a drama queen who knows you owe it to your public to look amazing at all times. That means a well-honed beauty regime is needed. Not that Leo's mind, of course, because, like every big cat, they just love to spend hours grooming. Luxury products appeal. In particular, anything containing crushed gems or flakes of gold. You get crushed gems in, in like, moisturiser. You should, and this is, this, is, this is good, listen to this. This is what you should do. Stop being so heavy on the makeup. What looks good on stage can make you look like a clown in the street. Very true. And remember, you're not on show all the time. A day off the stage paint won't harm you. Let your skin have a rest. Just think, someone's got paid to write this twaddle. Someone's actually received a cheque for writing this complete and utter guff. I mean, star signs at the best of times are rubbish. To tie it in with your skin? What the hell is that? Barry's on the line. Evening, Barry. Hello, evening, uh, Ian. I'm a first-time uh, caller. Can I just say there's uh, one of the older uh, people, um, and which I enjoyed the show. Thank you, Barry. That's very kind of you. I'm really interested in uh, uh, tonight's show. Right. I was, like quite a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, not particularly a big uh, Bee Gees Fan, but obviously it was the music of my time. I'm sort of 73, so it dates me for my music, you know, the sort of 50s, so it was all the rock and roll stuff, and then the early 60s. Do you remember, Barry? Sorry? Do you remember? Because whenever I read a rock biography, and I'm reading um, Robbie Robertson from the band, right, and every rock biography, the, uh, the artist talks about the first time they heard either Little Richard... Chuck Berry or Elvis Presley, and then it went from "How much is that doggy in the window?" to "Tutti Fruity" or something. Was did that was that the same for you? Did you suddenly just hear like yeah. Elvis and think, "Flipping it, what's this?" Yeah, you, you're quite right. You know, I'll give you a story about that. But, but you know, first of all, can I say, like with the fifties, yeah. um, we were the sort of the first teenagers, and I think you know your summary of the sixties and what it was all about. In actual fact, you know, the end of the 50s, you know, a lot of good clothes around, a lot of good music around, and it wasn't really a very materialistic time. No. So what we had, we thought was really good. Yeah, yeah. And we broke away from this thing about our fathers, and we sort of set our own styles and our own music. Now, on Presley, yeah. an um, interesting story about this, which I, I spoke quite a lot about. The first time I heard Presley, and I think a lot of my generation say this, Yes. Didn't sort of know whether the guy was black. Yeah. Sounded like that. Yeah. Um, everything was much slower, so it was quite a while before you saw this guy's face. Yeah. 
the music, the first one that I can remember was Heartbreak Hotel, and it was the, like just something totally different. That's the you? one everyone says, that, that, that when they heard Heartbreak Hotel, it, you know, the, the, their minds were blown by it. They didn't know that there could be so much excitement in one piece of music. No, you're right, in. I mean, you know your stuff. You, you, you sort of talk about all, uh, you know, that doggy in the window and all that stuff, and yeah. there were a lot of crooners around. And then, well, I left school in 1958, so uh, it was a very influential time for me. And this music was like light we'd never heard. Yeah. I mean, it was completely new. And when you saw the guy, I mean, it just matched up with how he sounded. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, they were good times, Ian. Uh, but you're quite right, mate. There was a lot of stuff around that wasn't very good at all, but... For me, a sort of working-class lad, living in a council house, lucky, really, you know, I had a really good family life. Yeah. But the stuff that was around, because we didn't know anything else, and what we were getting, I mean, sort of uh, black-and-white television, okay, but then we started to get um, ITV, so we'd get these other channels, and uh, there's a lot of stuff we were seeing at the cinema, you know, and things were... They were actually very good times. Did you go, did you go, Barry? Maybe you didn't. Did you go to any concerts? Did, like, like, did you go and see Buddy Holly or Little Richard when they came over and toured? No, that's my biggest regret. Yeah. I mean, I've saw a lot of them since. I've seen Dylan and, I, and, and I've saw the Eagles. So I know they were all late. So I've seen a lot and a lot of acts since. But at the time, again, sort of, you didn't get around too much no. uh, to see stuff like that. But what I did see was the 50s rock and roll packages, you know, the Billy Furies, Eden Keynes, yeah. and uh, or, or the Marty Walls in particular. Yeah. And, you know, they were quite something. But the thing that really set it off for me with all of this stuff was the... Uh, you've obviously heard of a programme called Oh Boy. Yeah, of course. Jack Good. Jack Good, yeah. exactly. And that that was another big thing. It was sort of... You went from the other one that was on BBC, uh, 6-5 Special, yeah. to this uh, sort of old boy, and it was non-stop, one after the other, you know, like real pulsating stuff. And he had some real characters on there. There was a guy called Dickie Pride, the Sheik of Shake, they called him. Oh, I don't know him. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, he, he died in his early days, but he was a big mate of Billy Furious. I yeah. think they spent a lot of time smoking the old uh, weed, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... So there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff going on, and the thing with us, we had so much music. I found myself in the in, in my forties. I say I'm seventy three now, so I'm getting on a bit. I found myself in the forties suddenly discovering bands that were around in the sixties that you'd I didn't missed. Really know very much about. Yeah, yeah, they'd go, they'd, they'd they'd gone past you while you were looking at something else. Because yeah. Exactly, so much stuff going on. Could I suggest somebody for... Please oh, I really do! I've listened to your Please uh, do. show, you know, yeah. it, it sort of sets my night off. Oh, nice one, mate. Thank you, Barry. Go on, who, who do you suggest? Yeah, what I would suggest, and I've, um, my last job, I won't sort of go into too many deals, I've done quite a lot of stuff, yes. but one of the places I worked at was um, a big conference centre, so we had a lot of the guys from the 60s who'd had their day, I'm talking in the 90s now, so they were coming to our place, so we were seeing them, you know, a long, long time after. And one guy in particular was um, a one of the founder members of the Searchers, a guy called Mike Pender. Mike Pender. Now, I, I'm, I'm aware of the, uh, that name. Now, remind me what the Searchers... Uh, the Searchers were... Um, were they Sugar and Spice? They did Sugar and Spice. And Needles and Pins. Away. Needles and Pins was probably the Needles one. Needles and Pins. 
I think that was originally done by Jackie DeShannon. Yeah, yeah. It was at the time, and as you know, uh, our, our singers were covering everything, weren't they? Well, the joy was, bands would hear a song, and they'd go and record it, and then suddenly you'd have two or three or even four versions of the same song competing to get up the charts, and it was just whichever one got out first. That's right, yeah. But this guy, this Mike Bender, I got to talk to him after the show he come. Now, he split from the searchers, and there's a guy called John McNally, and they were best mates. They started the band off together, and they had a, they had one hell of a row. Yeah. There's a guy called Frank Field. He wrote a book with the searchers, but he come in later, so it took a while before he was accepted. So Mike Bender then tried to start up another searcher, yeah, and there was a yeah. big legal thing yeah. went on, and it got. I was talking, I think, to one of his relatives, Mike Bender's relatives, and it said it got really nasty. Yeah. Plus, also in this book by Frank Field, uh, he covered details of it. Now, Mike Pender, I think, would be a really interesting uh, guest for you because... Now, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Is is Mike Pender dead? No, 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 Mike... I'm looking out, Mike Pender's searches... Oh, I see. Now, Mike Pender Jr. is on the drums. All right, fine. Right. Now, Mike Pender, yeah. I'm actually taking my granddaughter, who's 16, because oh. she's... <laughs> I, I shouldn't be doing this, really, should I? But they've no. got onto so much stuff from me, you know. With do it. I'm taking. I am taking in May my um, seven-year-old and my five-year-old to see the Beach Boys at the Royal Albert Hall, oh, a- and that's a, that's the joy of of of. We're really lucky, Barry, that that, that some of the great musical acts, and I, and I think that the the great musical acts. I'm talking about the fifties, the sixties, and the early seventies. They're still around. A lot of them are still around, and they won't be around in five years' time. Um, and we are blessed, Barry, that you can take your grandkids and I can take my kids to go and see the people that we, you know, that we grew up listening to, or our heroes, you know, before they pass away. Hey, that's right. I You're doing really a good important. thing. I took my grandson a few years back to see Don McLean, you know, American Pie is oh, the, God, big, I'm, I'm, the big anthem, isn't and, it? Yeah, how did he get on with that? Because I would have found that a little bit dry, because he's, he's, he, well, he, he's a, his songs are quite long, Don McLean's. Well, my grandson loves, absolutely loves um, American Pie. Yeah. And he, he likes a, a couple of others. Um, Castles in the Air, he, he particularly likes that. Now, they picked all this stuff up. I mean, I've, you know, and they've obviously gone on to listen to their own stuff, but they still love all of this stuff. So he's at school, my grandson, and so they show this uh, iconic thing with uh, Don McLean on one of the covers, you know, with his thumb up and the American. Yeah. Yeah. And so anybody know what this is all about? And uh, he said, yes, miss, boy, I know what that's about. Beautiful. It's a cover from Don McLean, and she said, Zach, I'm really impressed. How do you know that? She said, well, he said, I'll tell you another thing. He said, my granddad took me to see him. Beautiful. My <laughs> so boys, my boys now, they're, they're, they're new question, because I play all different kinds of CDs in the car, and their new question now is, Daddy, Daddy, is this the zombies? Have you got the zombies? Can we listen to the zombies? They want to listen to the zombies. Oh, I tell you what, Ian, that is so good. I, I absolutely love that. And th- these, I love these parallels because I can relate to a lot yeah. of this stuff. And I tell you what, mate, you're doing a really good job. Barry, kids. listen, ca- call in again another night. We'll have another chat. It's nice to talk to you, man. Thank you. I've got a lot to tell you, Ian. Cheers, Barry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll speak again soon. Thank you. But it's great that we, honestly, because the, the, the Beach Boys, how old's Mike Love? 75? It's, it's, technically, is it not the Beach Boys? There's, there's only one original and then there's one who, but, 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 but. 75, 
not going to be around in five years' time doing the beach. Well, you never know, actually. Who'd have thought they'd be doing it at the age of 75? But, you know, I get, I get the chance, one more chance to take my kids to go and see. They've seen the monkeys. They've seen um, the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, Bare Naked Ladies. They'll be around for, for quite a bit longer, another 20 years of that. Um, and you get to share all that stuff with them. How cool is that? I see Bob Dylan's doing some shows. I'm kind of tempted to buy a ticket and go and see Dylan so I can say I've been to see Dylan. I don't like Dylan, and it will be appalling. It'll probably be terrible, terrible, but I'm kind of tempted. 0344 499 1000. Um, last 15 minutes of the show. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hey, you know who's coming on the show soon? Steve Guttenberg? Yeah! Mahoney from the Police Academy films. He's coming on the show, sir. coming on soon. He's been tweeting me. Coming on. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call for the last 11 minutes of the show before the two mics start shouting at each other. Tom, I'll come to you in a second. Let's go to John. Yes, John. Oh, John, so quick, yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, that's how it works. John. Yes, John. Yes. Turn, can you, John, have you worked out how to turn the radio off yet? Not yet, not yet. I'm finding it difficult. Yeah. He's got, he's got, he's got DAB and there's a song out for DAB, so I don't know. Yeah, it, no, it gets, okay. yeah, yeah, okay, so you're still trying to find Nick Ferrari on there? Yes, yes, I'm trying to find Nick Ferrari and, um, huh? Nick from Maseratis, you know, on no, our Fords. Nick, I'm a very, very lonely guy, so I need... Why are you so lonely? Someone says I'm uptight, but it's just not my fault, it's just... Meetings outside, it's cold. Yeah, so you're lonely because it's cold outside? Yes, I don't get to go to the clubs, I just listen to the adverts on the radio. Okay. Would you like to go to the clubs? No. No? No. No? I'd like to stay at home, switch off the gas, stay under the covers and... and, um... Listen to the adverts on the radio? Yeah, that, exactly, You say you got your... Where did you say you got your DAB radio from? Argos. (laughs) (laughs) I live in Woolwich. (laughs) You live in Woolwich? Yeah, I used to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't know that people still used Argos. Well, that's that's the only place in Woolwich where you can get football. So you, you bought a football there as well, did you? I did, yes, yes, I did, yes. Yes. Football on a DAB radio, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was it, I bought laptops, <laughs> TVs. <laughs> yeah, they, they were talking to me for a long time before I realised what was happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, did the, did the DAB radio come with instructions? But it was in Chinese <laughs> or, or Arabic. I don't know which one. Yeah, I think it was Arabic. Or it was upside down. I don't know. I'll, I'm not sure. Okay. 
have difficulty in breathing when I drink too much um, green tea, you see, so... Uh, green tea? Yeah. yeah. Come mind tea. Come tea. Yeah. What time is your prostitute lawyer coming back? Midnight. Midnight? Well, it's gone midnight. She's late. Yeah, well, she's at work now. She works from 6 o'clock to midnight, and then she works on the job in the day. So which jo- So she's working the escorting job, sex worker this evening... No, in the, in the, during the day. So she's oh, she's doing the legal business now. Yes, exactly. And then the the sex working in the day. In the day, she yeah. must be exhausted. Well, she's got uh, everything that she needs. So yeah, I'm just supporting her. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, John, I I I I really wish you the best of luck in trying to find Nick Ferrari. Or you could try listening to to Paul Ross tomorrow morning. I'll be there. Okay. Give give Paul a call. He'd love to talk to you. Who else you suggest I'll give him a call? Well, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, actually, this yeah. would be right for you, a good friend of mine, James Whale, is hosting the show. Who's James Whale? He's... Do you remember... Do you remember the 80s? Uh, no, no, no. I don't but, know what the 80s You've are. heard of the 80s, though? No, I mean, it's 70... The, 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 yeah, it came, they came after the 70s. Oh, okay, so we're in 1770s, 17, 17, and then... The sky's got the wrong date, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. You know, there's no calendar, is only printing, yeah. and the only reliable clock is on sky these days, or Virgin, or whatever they call it. <laughs> well, you give James a call I'll tomorrow morning at 10, John. He'd love to hear from you. I say no more. Say no more, John. All right. Hi. Tom! Hello, Tom. Hello. Hello, Tom. Oh, it's a bit crackly. It's not that crackly. It was not crackly at all, this end. I can hear a little faint cracklet. Give your phone a whack. Been a really weird show tonight. All the accents. All the accents. Tom? What the flipping heck is going on? Thomas! Tom! Tom, I can hear you! He was the one that wasn't that bothered about radio, wasn't he? Hello? Yes! Truth, give me the strength. No, it's um. What? Are you, are you listening on the radio, you muppet? I, I think my phone's playing up. You know. Well, I can hear you, but you can't hear me on the phone. You can only hear me through the radio. Is that right? I, I, I can hear I can hear a conversation on my line, but it, it's not the show. Well, I don't know what to say about that. Can, will you be able to ring me back? Hang on, stay there. If I does uh, does that work any better? Is, oh, can you hear me? Yes, uh, you're talking to the radio though. It's it's it's, it's very delayed. Because you're listening to the radio, not the phone. 
Mark Mark Thorne's playing up. Dame Vera Lynn is set to be the first singer to have a new album at the age of 100. Vera Lynn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, because it's all delayed. Like, all I can hear on my phone is it sounds like bloody R2-D2 having a fit. Yeah, well, because... Well, I don't know what's going on. You're ta- ask me a question and I'll answer it in about 30 seconds. Vera Lynn, 100, is out on March... No, it, 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 it's, it's, You're talking to the radio, though. It's still all playing up. Yes. Is out on March the 17th. Three days before her 100th birthday. Fittingly, it is on Decca Records, her label... Oh, no, um, it is. This phone's buggered it. It's... Her label of nearly 80 years ago. But Dame Vera, Britain's wartime forces sweetheart, won't be celebrating with her favourite tipple, she said... As I can't drink champagne now, it'll be lemonade with a dash of red wine. Oh, bless her. The newly recorded album... Right, right, I've heard that bit. Right, so... Who's going to ask me a question? Basically, I only rung up for a bit of advice. I'm doing this all media do, but have you had any advice to uh, sort of get into industry, you know? Because it's it's the only really... um, Hobby I've sort of had. I've never really had a proper hobby, and I don't mind this media stuff. Well, my tip, uh, Tom, is tomorrow morning you go straight down to Argos and you buy yourself a new phone. Okay? The newly recorded album has reorchestrated versions of her most beloved songs. Tenor Alfibo joins her on We'll Meet Again. The RAF Squadronaires feature on yours as a tribute to her late... I've been... Is this still on? Yes. I've been to Dame Vera Lynn's house and uh, interviewed her. I was supposed to prank her, but I, I couldn't... I couldn't... I couldn't... I couldn't... Have you had any advice to get into industry, you I think I think I've been ripped off. I, I think it's a connection problem or there's something wrong with the speaker. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure. Talk radio. We got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk radio.